0: W-233-DB Norwich.
1: News this hour from townhall.com. i Thomason. Twenty Republican-led states are suing the Biden administration over a new visa program. It would admit up to 360,000 aliens a year from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. They would be paroled into the U.S. for two years or longer. The suit argues that the program runs afoul of federal immigration law. Meanwhile, a Texas sheriff sending out an SOS for help along the border.
2: Kinney County, Texas Sheriff Brad Coe is asking for backup from other law enforcement agencies as massive amounts of illegal immigrants continue to move through his county. The sheriff sent a letter to law enforcement in neighboring states requesting additional resources. The sheriff says it's so bad that he believes every county in Texas has now become a border county due to the number of illegal immigrants being smuggled away from the border region. He says 40 Texas counties have issued declarations of invasion in recent months. Taysha Stevens reporting.
1: The Justice Department and
3: eight states are taking Google to court and filing an antitrust suit. They're seeking to shatter its alleged monopoly of online advertising as a hurtful burden to advertisers consumers and even the u.s government the government alleges that google's plan to assert dominance in online ads has been to neutralize or eliminate rivals through acquisitions and to force advertisers to use its products by making it difficult to use competitors offerings it's part of a new if slow and halting push by the u.s to rein in big tech companies that have enjoyed largely unbridled growth in the past decade and a half
1: Keith Peters reporting. Parts of the south have been pummeled by severe weather over the past 24 hours. Parts of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, and Florida hard hit by destructive winds, including tornadoes. Power outages widespread, along with a lot of property damage. On Wall Street, the Dow down 293 points. More on these stories at townhall.com.
4: Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
0: Call for your free information kit 800 626 5252. That's 800 626 5252. 800 626
1: 5252. Battles between police and demonstrators ongoing in Lima, Peru, amid demands for the resignation of President Dina Boluarte.
5: Lima police officers in riot gear raised their shields and fired tear gas in a confrontation with protesters. Video showing a man running through the street throwing a rock towards the police lines. Boloate has called for a national truce, blaming the protesters for the political violence that's engulfed the country. The Tuesday anti-government protest was the largest and most violent since last Thursday, when large groups of people, many from remote Andean regions, descended on the capital to demand Boluate's resignation. I'm Charles de la Desma.
1: 44-year-old Chris Hipkins has been sworn in today as New Zealand's 41st Prime Minister. Follows the unexpected resignation last week of Jacinda Ardern. Townhall.com
6: today. Cloudy with snow developing by early afternoon. It'll be breezy with highs in the upper 30s to near 40. Tonight, snow changes to a wintry mix and eventually rain, breezy, overnight low 36. Tomorrow, lingering rain showers end very early in the morning, then becoming partly sunny, windy, highs in the mid to upper 40s. And then Friday, mostly sunny highs in the upper 30s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe and healthy Wednesday.
3: 33 in Norwich, 37 in New London. Winter Weather Advisor is in effect for Wyndham County. They might get three inches of snow today. Wind advisory starts for New London County at 4 o'clock this afternoon and lasts for 12 hours, gusts of 50 miles an hour if possible. And a coastal, a coastal flood advisory in effect for the shoreline uh, tonight into early tomorrow. A more than 7% increase in tuition is in the offing for communities that send their high schoolers to Norwich Free Academy. The NFA Board of Trustees last night approved a seven and 7.25% tuition hike, citing inflation and the loss of COVID-19 relief funds. The new budget is more than $37.5 million and may come with 15 positions being cut. Republicans in the state legislature are calling for the suspension of all retail cannabis sales, which just started in Connecticut. House Republican leader Vincent Candelora says the bill would halt all sales until the state's drug recognition expert certification programs up and running. It also calls for a permanent ban on all cannabis edible products and would repeal restrictions placed on law enforcement for pot-related searches. Candelora says they are concerned about a possible rise in deadly crashes and pediatric cannabis deaths because of the new retail stores. U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal urging the United States to continue supporting Ukraine. The Democrat and Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina recently visited the war-torn country where they met President Zelensky. Blumenthal says Ukraine is resilient but suffering through the war as it faces a cold winter. He emphasized that the U.S. should continue helping Ukraine fight that invasion with urgency. Rhode Island Senator Jack Reed is requesting that the Federal Trade Commission investigate potential price gouging linked to the increase in egg prices. In the letter sent yesterday, Reed said price gouging and other deceptive practices by the country's largest egg companies appear to be contributing to cost increases. The industry has blamed last year's avian flu outbreak, but Reed points to Department of Agriculture Research, which indicates the price hikes have been much larger in scale than the decreases in production. And toy maker Lego is closing its corporate offices in Enfield. Plan to move over 700 jobs to Boston. The relocation of the Enfield headquarters to new offices in Boston expected to be complete by 2026. Apparently they want to consolidate some of their operations and enhance their partnership with MIT. Snow coming up to three inches possible in the quiet corner. Pretty much a coating just for the rest of us. High today of 40. 33 in Norwich at 10.07. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer.
1: one show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu
7: Breyer. Thanks, everybody, and good morning to our program, as promised you, and it's a pleasure to have him on our program. It's been a long time. Fire Chief Tracy Montoya is with us, the Norwich Fire Chief, and uh, good morning to you, Tracy. Uh, Good morning to you, sir. Thank you for having me today. It's uh, good to have you with us. Let me just make sure we got all our microphones working here. particular one is... uh, Let's see if we can... uh, Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine, sir. You can hear me. Okay. May have to move you to another mic. That's... uh, doesn't appear to be uh, working. It's okay, we'll deal with it. If you don't mind going over there, that particular mic is, uh, we're not hearing anything in it. We're just getting things adjusted here. We have a lot to talk about with the chief. As you may know, there's going to be a voting on uh, February the 1st and uh, that is uh, going to be uh, something that we've been talking about a number of times so what i'm going to do i'm going to test
6: 1 2 test
7: 1 2 what i'm going to do test, is test, take test. a couple of uh, spots and we'll get we'll
6: get adjusted here and uh, Get things rolling for you. Today, cloudy with snow developing by early afternoon. It'll be breezy with highs in the upper 30s to near 40. Tonight, snow changes to a wintry mix and eventually rain, breezy, overnight low 36. Tomorrow, lingering rain showers end very early in the morning, then becoming partly sunny, windy, highs in the mid to upper 40s. And then Friday, mostly sunny, highs in the upper 30s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday.
8: Is there anything good the left doesn't try to ruin? I'm Tommy Lahren. More next.
9: Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that shelter to the 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required
8: left is offended by literally everything so much so I think they spend their days looking for new things to be offended by well this time they're picking Aretha Franklin's iconic hit song natural woman you knew this was coming the song is apparently triggering for the trans community since it references natural women something the wokesters find very problematic and discriminatory if it's not one thing it's another folks but the left can't make up its mind because one day the feminists are preaching about female empowerment and the next the radical LG btq movement is complaining the term woman in and of itself isn't inclusive enough the victim mentality never ends and this woke ideology will eventually come for every shred of normalcy we have left in this country get a new hobby liberals i'm tommy lahren and you can watch my show tommy Laren is fearless at outkick.com
7: and this is Stu breyer take two chief montoya is with us and uh, we've moved uh, microphones and hopefully we can hear him uh... good morning chief
10: good morning Stu.
7: A little bit closer to that. Uh, okay. Congratulations on 31 years in the community. That's, uh, that's quite a feat.
10: Uh, thank you, sir. It's no match to your 52 years. Well, well uh, I'm th- trying.
7: 31 is darn good, and you have such a, sh- a tense job. Uh, when you were, I probably asked you this many years ago when you were on the program, did you always want to be a fireman?
10: I have to say I didn't. Uh, I didn't grow up uh, chasing fire trucks or wanted to be a fireman. I do have a career firefighter in my family, an uncle, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't on my radar. I went in the military after high school and then pursued the fire service after the military.
7: Well, we're going to have you as our chief here in Norwich, um, you, know, you know, primarily what we're going to talk about, but... Um, we have some other things, too, in my head. 889 is the number if you'd like to ask the chief a question. Modern technology through the years, through, through your 31 years, has there been a lot of changes on uh, fire prevention and protection for the firemen? I, th-
10: I think the biggest change on the fire service has been the, the construction and the materials that we encounter during fires. Mm-hmm. so you think of what we call legacy construction you know wood frame built houses uh, legacy furniture construction wood and wool and, and cottons and natural fibers versus the plastics and the petroleums and everything else that we face so so fires burn differently now in terms of the equipment uh, a fire pump is a fire pump they've certainly improved with technology uh, but really the, the principle of getting water on the fire is, is still there so
7: yeah we uh We certainly uh, every year like to at least have um, one show on fire prevention. And and also you have um, the technology to, when there's a a big fire, to have some kind of a camera system
10: to spot where things are? Uh, We do. The thermal imaging cameras are, uh, I wouldn't say they're new technology, but they certainly improved. Uh, They're smaller, they're Mm -hmm. lighter, uh, they're more readable for the firefighters with their gear on. Uh, they can give them a temperature range so they can look at a wall in a fire and see what if there's a fire hidden in that wall. Uh, it helps them find, of course, victims. That's the primary purpose of it, in hidden fires. So, yeah, that technology has evolved. Uh, there are other technologies on the rescue front, uh, the equipment that we use for vehicle rescue, for confined space rescue, uh, and those types of things. That technology, again, has certainly evolved uh, But more probably equally important is the, the tactics and the training. Uh, that has just light-year jumps from when I started 30 years ago.
7: You know, when I talk to the police chief, uh, Chief Montoya, they they say they have a shortage of policemen. Um, How are we doing on the uh, fireman side of things?
10: Uh, Fortunately, uh, I'd say we're we're full right now. Uh, We do have some pending retirements, and we have also a a pending recruit going to the fire academy starting in about two and a half weeks, so that's a good thing for us. Uh, We've been pretty lucky to keep our staffing relatively constant. Uh, we are a minimum manpower shop, so we have minimum staffing on duty at all times. Uh, the I will say to your point, and probably what Chief Daly has encountered, the the pool of candidates certainly has dwindled. Uh, it, it's not as deep as it once was. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't uncommon to have three, four hundred candidates for a test, and and we, unfortunately, we just don't see that anymore. So,
7: so to become a chief uh, fire chief, uh, you have to have X amount of uh, years as a fireman, and. Work your way into it? Or is that how it goes?
10: I think X amount of years of craziness and craziness, the willingness yeah. to put yourself in this position. Get the crazy <laughs> test. Okay. <laughs> no, it, is a, it, it was a good move. I, as you said, 31 years with the City of Norwich Fire Department. I, this month, actually, uh, coming up next week, will be my fourth anniversary of being appointed chief. Uh, it's been a, an honor and a privilege.
7: I bet you have some... Uh, Probably could write a book on some of the memorable situations through the years, huh? Yes, sir. Some of them uh, very, very scary and uh, false alarms and all of those things. Well, we're here to talk about, among other things, the voting that's going to happen February 1st. And uh, we've been searching for clarity on the program. I'm going to ask you this right up front because people always ask, well, um, if I vote one way or another, is it going to mean more taxes for us?
10: Uh, the, the answer, my answer to that is there's no impact on taxes from the ordinance. There's no impact on taxes from automatic aid policy. Uh, I think that the the authors of the ordinance, uh, Alderman DeLucia, um, have been clear about that. I think the fire chiefs in our meetings with the city manager have been clear about that, the automatic aid has no intent on taxes. The automatic aid is about getting help uh, as soon as we can to where it's needed, both inside and outside of uh, the volunteer and the paid districts.
7: Well, that all makes sense to me, but obviously there's uh, something in there that some people don't agree with and other people uh, do agree with. Um, What seems to be the roadblock?
10: That's a great question. I understand from just reading some of the comments on social media, speaking to some of the other chiefs, uh, taking phone calls from community members, that the confusion or the position of taxes being increased and potential elimination of the volunteer fire departments, uh, I I don't know the source of those two positions, because again, they're not in the ordinance and they weren't discussed uh, in our, um, our chief's meetings. So uh, I I don't know what the the reluctance is or what the opposition is. You know, if it's not politically politically motivated against uh, the the author of the ordinance, or if it's not based on the content of the ordinance, I I can't answer. Yeah,
7: question. I mean I I read it. I'm trying to read up on it, and I shake my head. I said, Wait a minute, this seems pretty simple. But we'll get to my thoughts, your thoughts. Let's take some calls. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. Chief uh, is with us, the Fire Chief yeah, Victoria. I,
4: I hear, okay? Yes, uh, sir. I was a volunteer in the northeast corner in two departments for a total of 20 years. Uh, I left, I, I don't want to say retired, but yeah, I left in 1991. Uh, when I left, I was an EMT, I was a captain... Uh, I, I was president of the, of the fire tax district. I had six jobs in, within the fire department when I left. But I realized this is just a few years ago. At that time, uh, there was an underlying—I uh, don't—I don't know how to put it—but between paid firemen and volunteers. Okay. And this whole stuff, and I don't live in Norwich, this whole thing about automatic mutual aid baffles me because uh, back then we worked with Cornerback Valley Communication and the, the individual chiefs could automatically request certain departments. Now, one of the departments I was in was in Plainfield. And we had four departments there in Plainfield and we were right on the Plainfield killing the line. And then you had two or three departments up that way. So if, you know, if it was called in as a structure fire, we usually got three or four companies. No questions asked. I mean, you could always send them back.
7: Uh, that I'm glad you brought that point up because i'm gonna pursue that with the chief and uh got a lot of calls coming in, but thank you for bringing it up so chief uh you hear about four alarm fires uh three alarm fires and god forbid four alarms uh when there is a fire say there's a fire in Norwich, it's not a very big you know maybe a kitchen fire. Do all the companies get together, or do you call in and say, I'm going to need some help here? I think this is one of the issues with this whole voting thing.
10: So the way automatic aid was the, the first policy, the first uh, edition of the policy, if you will, it had a what we call a second alarm assignment. Uh, so I'll, I'll, just because I have it, I'll use Kuprek Road, where we are now, uh, as an example. So we are in Taffield's district. If there was a fire alarm here, uh, you would get Tafil for a response. If there's a fire call here that gets elevated to another alarm, you would have Yannick, East Great Plain, and Basra also on that response. Uh, if it got elevated again to an additional alarm, you would add East Great Plain, Laurel Hill, and Ockham to that response. And then, on their last level of alarms, you would add Baltic, Lisbon, and Occum. So. That gives you an idea as, as an alarm elevates the e- escalation of mm-hmm. the incident mm-hmm. and the companies that would be called. Uh, if you, As you heard me read those companies out, you would notice that um, there weren't any Norwich companies in there, Norwich Fire Department companies in there. And Norwich uh, is staffed. Uh, it's nearby. Um, it is ready to go uh, unless we're occupied on other calls, but it wasn't included on the run card for Kuprak Road as written you know, by the Tafel Fire Department. So the automatic aid, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Let me first thank that, that caller for his service, his mm-hmm. years of service to his community yes. uh, and his recognition of automatic aid and automatic, excuse me, mutual aid and the impact there. So uh, the automatic aid in Norwich and the Norwich Fire Service, the intent was to, the intent is to get help started uh, as quickly as possible, um, supplemented, response to whatever district, whether it's in inside of Norwich, the CCD, whether it's in Taffill, Yannick, Ockham, East Great Plain, or Laurel Hill. Uh, everyone gets a little extra help on certain types of calls. It's not on all calls. On my way over here this morning, uh, Ockham was toned out for a fire alarm on White Plains Road. Ockham handled that call by themselves. They don't need automatic aid from the city or anyone else. Uh, if that call had come in as report of smoke in the building, then they would have received automatic aid. Uh, Just because, again, in our months of meetings, we decided what types of calls would warrant automatic aid based on, you know, our experience, (laughs) our knowledge, uh, data, um, past responses. We know what's likely to be a serious call and what's not. And as the caller stated, you know, when people aren't needed, they're just turned around. And that has happened in in the three months that we've been using automatic aid. Companies have been turned around. You know, the first apparatus or the officer will get on scene, they realize it, you know, it's food on the stove or it's a, a burnt piece of toast or something. We don't need this extra company. And they'll turn them around for, for efficiency and for safety purposes. But, So you agree with that system? Absolutely.
7: So, yes, but there's something I'm, I'm confused about, and uh, that is uh, certain streets in Norwich, the Norwich Fire Department wouldn't be going to that. You mentioned Kuprak Road.
10: So, in on, l- let's say, again, using the, the studios here as an mm-hmm. example, let's say, uh, on, you know, God forbid, that there were a medical emergency here. Uh, that is what we would call a single engine response. So, Tafil would get toned out and they would send a company here for the medical call. But let's say you have a piece of equipment that catches on fire and you have a report of smoke or fire in the building. That's going to get Tafil. that's going to get engine three and truck one in the battalion from the city. So you're gonna have a supplemented response, if you know Tafil gets here and realizes, hey, it, it's a microfa- microwave. So and they're closer, that so,
7: so correct. That's the deal, right?
10: They are closer, but it's not always about proximity. Uh, mm-hmm. We could use the recent fires uh, across the city, and and sometimes a different company than the district company arrives mm-hmm. first, and. And that's, again, the point of automatic aid. Get help to the people quickly, uh, get the resources you need, and and then take it from there.
7: Hi, WICH. Fire Chief is with us. Good morning.
10: Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Fire Chief. Good morning, sir.
7: Go right ahead, Larry. Uh,
11: First of all, this... uh uh, you know, as well as I do, Chief, and all due respect to you, this is nothing more than a uh, Democrat-Republican uh, fight between grown men, between a paid fire department and a volunteer fire department. I do disagree with uh, this aid thing in a certain way, meaning that uh, I'm sure you get many calls that there's a smoke or a structure fire, and when you get there, it's very, very small, and it's not what the people called in. So, you wouldn't know what you have until you actually got to the call once you got there, if you need uh, mutual aid um, they're ready to respond whoever you want to respond uh, uh for that certain call, and you can call whoever you want. I don't care if you call the volunteers I'm in the volunteer uh, uh department area I'm not in the c c d you want to call the volunteers to come and help you fine, or vice versa. If you have to leave the city to go help the volunteers, I don't mind that either. But for going out automatically for certain calls, I I don't agree with until you get there. And you're grown men, so if you need uh, more aid, uh, then I don't have a problem with uh, taking the aid that you need. Okay, thank you very much. Thank
7: you. Chief, Uh, respond to that, please.
10: Uh, Yes, sir. So the the first point of your your comment there was we do uh, every department does they receive calls that once you arrive on scene they're not what they were reported as so that does happen uh, we could get report of a, a structure fire and it's it's steam in a building or something like that um, but I would I would counter that sir by saying we frequently get calls that are routine well oh, the alarm's going off again and it turns out to be a fire or we get a call for a water flow for a sprinkler and it turns out to be a fire so again the the point of automatic aid, uh, and, and don't confuse automatic aid with mutual aid. You're, you're absolutely correct. If a, if a company on scene, an officer on scene, wants additional help, that's a mutual aid request. Uh, the automatic aid, you know, similar to how we do in the school system, how we do at the hospital, uh, and how some of the districts um, do in their, within their own districts, uh, they start companies on the initial call uh, because they've identified either a, a high hazard or a risk or a life safety factor that warrants additional response. And again, that's why we established certain criteria, it's not every call, for automatic aid. And that's why we adjusted the response from a, a full second alarm assignment to what we call one and one One pumper, one fire engine, and one aerial device. And that, that's a little more efficient use of our resources. It gets help started. Uh, And, yes, you're right. You know, the the, the department or the district on scene can call help whenever they want. Uh, They are grown men and women. Um, I don't know that that's the point. The point is that we all need help quickly uh, in certain types of calls, and automatic aid provides that.
12: Mm -hmm.
7: So, in other words, um, why take any chances what may start out as a burnt toast could expand through the whole kitchen? Is that what you're saying?
10: Yes, I, and the point, again, is, you know, the, the nature of the call, um, we know, <laughs> especially after decades in the service, yeah. that, that people represent things, you know, through their own eyes of, out of fear, out mm-hmm. of confusion, out of anxiety, whatever the case may be. And it's not always what we encounter once we're on scene. Uh, but, again, we, we tried to restrict it. Uh, we tried to limit the criteria to what we would expect to be, and we have that flexibility that, yeah, we can cancel resources. Once we're on scene and not needed. need, we'll turn them around and send everybody back home.
7: WMICH, uh, welcome to the program. The chief is with us. Go right ahead.
10: Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning.
13: This is the mayor.
10: Good morning, sir. Uh, Hi, Pete. I have
13: a couple quick questions I'll ask, and then I'll get off the phone. Um, Just for historical reference, all six chiefs worked together to write an administrative policy on an automatic aid. Is that not correct? That is correct. Okay. In the circumstances that brought about this ordinance, only one chief worked with the alderman to write the language for this. Is that not also correct?
10: I guess you would have to define worked with the alderman. the well, you would t- me, you told you know. us
13: during agenda setting that you and Mike Driscoll and Joe worked to come up with the language. I mean, Joe's not a firefighter. He has no experience. He couldn't write an ordinance and shouldn't write an ordinance on fighting fires any more than I should. He had to have some expert to help.
10: And that's right. So in
13: that in. respect, we were told that the three of you worked together to bring the language forward.
10: I was given the draft and asked for input, yes.
13: Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks, um, Pete.
7: Yeah, go ahead. Another question?
13: The problem Here's the problem, though. You had been sitting at the table with all the, our other chiefs of the volunteer houses, putting together the administrative policy. Everyone signed on, and it went into effect on November 1st to be tested for six months to work the bugs out. I think that's a phrase you used during the agenda setting, and yet... Nobody knew about an ordinance being rifted, which is basically the final draft. That, That happens after you've tested it, not when you just started the test. And the fact that the other chiefs weren't made aware that this was happening, I mean, a lot of trust that had been building up amongst all our departments, trust is a very valuable thing, particularly in fire service. We need that here in Norwich. Trust suffered greatly because of the way this was done. It was done in secret. You didn't share that with the other chiefs. And and that's not the way to build trust. That's not the way to build a better system for fighting fires. And to say that there isn't a cost, it's an absolute cost. I've been looking at the fuel consumption of our central fire department. You're burning more fuel than you ever did. It's going up because the trucks are going to more responses. So right now, the taxpayers in the double tax district pay that fee. They will face those costs. The only way to pay those costs is to pass it on to them. There is a cost when you respond more. There's a cost when you take a department, put them on the road, and turn them around. In the case of the volunteers, some of them are leaving employment to do this, and they work for free there's an absolute cost any time a truck rolls there was no fiscal note on this ordinance this city does a very poor job of cost estimating when the law is passed or something is in place there ought to be an accompanying fiscal note so the taxpayers understand they're not going to get hit again they're going to get hit a lot more the way this is going you should have stayed with the other five chiefs and i wish you had because We were in a good place. You were all working together. and That's all we had hoped for. This thing that Alderman DeLucia wanted, in my opinion, was to disrupt the value that was being gained by all six of you working. But the fact that it was done in secret, nothing ever is done well when it's done in secret. Thank you, Mayor. This has been a fully transparent process, and it was not.
7: Appreciate the input. Thank you, Mayor
13: Pete. Thank you. Bye-bye.
7: All right, we have the Fire Chief, uh, Marshal Emergency Management Director here, and uh, those questions I'm sure you've heard before.
10: Uh, yes, sir, I have, and I'm, I'm glad that the mayor called so I can... Uh, I, I thought about uh, some of the mayor's comments, both on your show, in the paper, and in public, and uh, I don't know that uh, the political realm is where, as a fire chief, I belong, uh, so I'm glad he called to to broach the topic and allow me to respond. So he, he is correct. Uh, the six chiefs with the city manager had worked on a policy for a number of months, uh, had come to the policy agreement with the implementation date set, and then an ordinance was introduced. And he is correct that uh, I didn't share that with the other chiefs. Um, it wasn't my position to share. It, you know, The ordinance draft was brought to me by an alderman and corporate counsel, and I respected that privacy uh, and that role of the ordinance, uh, if you will. I, I don't know how to, to phrase that, other than to give them the courtesy of respecting their privacy. That it wasn't my initiative to to share. Uh, that was probably about the last three weeks, maybe four weeks uh, before November 1st. So it was it was in the late in the process, if you will. It was an ongoing process. I wasn't working secretly behind their back for months. Uh, And it was, I I will tell you, it it was problematic for me because we have built a good relationship and we have made improvements in the the relationships between the paid and the volunteered that I haven't seen in 30 years. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of that. Uh, I'm proud of my role in that, uh, and I appreciated it. So I knew it was going to take a hit. So it was difficult for me. Uh, The outcome of that was I immediately... Uh, expressed to the the other chiefs my position on it and the reason why I didn't share with them. Um, I hope they respected that. I've had conversation with some, and I think everything's good. Uh, If anyone has uh, concerns otherwise, please, we should be in an open enough relationship where you can express that to me. Uh, It shouldn't be the mayor's role to express that on their behalf. Uh, I, I don't know that that's beneficial to the relationship, and I don't know that it's beneficial to the community uh, for him to say those types of things. If a chief wants to come to me and tell me that they feel like I violated their trust or that I worked behind their backs, uh, again, I've addressed that with the chiefs, with all five of them. Uh, if they want to talk to me about that, we can talk about it further. I'm not, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. They're welcome to their opinion and their thoughts on it. But I want them to know my position on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad the mayor brought it up. In terms of costs, uh, you know, he, he cited that he's tracking the, the city's fuel costs. I'm curious if he tracks the volunteers' fuel costs for mutual aid and automatic aid out of Norwich, you know, not just within Norwich but outside of Norwich. Uh, the fuel costs that I have, so I, I had because I saw the numbers that someone had had published on social media that we went from 500 gallons in November to 700 gallons in December, Um, And I can tell you that we had 11 automatic aid calls in the month of December, and that does not account for a 40% increase in fuel consumption. (laughs) I I just don't see it. He's right. There are going to be operational expenses, those types, fuel and maintenance, for any increase in calls. Um, I don't know that under a public safety umbrella that I should be weighing fuel costs to public safety, our firefighter safety, our property conservation. Uh, So that's what we're looking at. So we look at it, and, and again, in, in three months, we've been fortunate, uh, or unfortunate, depending on what side of the coin you're on, to see the benefits of automatic aid, to see a city company arriving first on scene and, and making a mm-hmm. fire attack, uh, working well together with volunteer companies, um, to have volunteer companies coming into the city on fires. Uh, it's The majority of the calls, just by the way things have run the past three months, have been outside of the city. So we've had 36 automatic aid calls uh, given and received. 28 of those were us going out to the volunteer districts. 12 of them were the the volunteers coming into us. us. Uh, it's just, yes, th- there will be some operational costs. There's no denial in that. There is for everybody. Um, the the cost to the volunteers that he mentioned about them having to leave their place of employment, I, ca- I can't speak to that. Uh, I, I don't know that world. I, I don't know how it works. Uh, but i I did, like I said, I, I do appreciate that he called because it, it allowed me to mm-hmm. address the concerns that he you know raised about me working in secret and go behind the other chiefs back.
7: So if you were sitting with all the chiefs, the and volunteers and yourself, and um, uh, do they pretty much agree with your feelings about this, or they have uh, other reasons why they disagree that maybe you could mention or. Um,
10: Agreement with the automatic aid policy? or mm, Yeah, the or one that uh, you
7: said that's working out fine like it is.
10: I, I think, well, there are always challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh publicly, um, let me, I, I don't want to misspeak here, but I don't know that any of the chiefs have said they're against automatic aid publicly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in that sense, they've seen the value of it. They understand the intent of it, so I think they're okay mm-hmm. there. And I, and I don't want to, just like I wouldn't with Alderman DeLucia, you know, as the mayor uh, alluded to, I wouldn't put intent to, to what his plan was or what his ideas were in proposing the ordinance and the timing of it. I don't think he was trying to undermine the relationship between myself and the and the other chiefs. I, I think he has enough respect for, for all of us as fire chiefs not to do that uh, and for the fire service. And he's a chair of public safety, and that's what his goal is. That's what his intent is probably based on. But, again, I'm not going to speak to other people's intents. So that's for them mm-hmm.
7: to do. Let well, we take this call, and we're going to take a break. And uh, it's good to have the fire chief with us, who has been your Norwich fire chief uh, for 31 years. Welcome to the program.
14: Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. What you got? Good. Uh, good morning, chief. Uh, personally, I'm a 20-year veteran of the fire service, uh, both time as a volunteer and a career fireman. Um, and, and uh I had a few other points, but I want to touch on what the mayor did, uh, spoke of and um he, he noted on uh cost of fuel and uh Chief correct me if I 'm wrong, uh, I believe one of the first calls you guys went automatic aid to was a building fire in uh the tahill section of uh of norwich
10: that is correct
14: Is that, is that correct where the city mm-hmm. arrived first through the city uh center district company uh,
10: yes, we did that fire was on Baldick Lane in Tfl.
14: I would be willing to, uh, to bet if we looked at just the property conservation alone, uh, the amount of money the, uh, the, that was saved via this automatic aid agreement uh, for the taxpayers by saving that building uh, w- would be proven in fuel costs right there. Um, beyond that, when we look at response times, when we're noting on responding from one's job to get to a fire station to then get on the fire apparatus and respond to a call, the members that are sitting in the firehouse that can immediately within two minutes get on a fire truck can arrive simultaneously if not first and when we talk about buildings on fire and fire growth we're looking at doubling in size every thirty seconds to a minute i think uh... when we stop looking at fuel costs and start looking at if i was trapped on the second floor of a home that was on fire who what do i care Who? female, male, career, volunteer, who gets there, no, what I care is that they get there, put the fire out, and save me and my family. Um, I have many family members that live in the the, the town of Norwich, and I think it would put them in, uh, you know, danger if we reverse this. We're we're taking the opinion of uh, people that are elected by their peers and their, um, their opinions on this matter versus someone that the city has employed as their fire chief, who has come up through the ranks with 30 years. And, again, I've, I've been on both the volunteer and the career side, and there's nothing wrong with either. But as a town, uh, they need to come together, have one person in charge, and put policies in place. And as a region, we really should be running a regional fire department, similar to the West Coast, where when you need help and aid, it's on the way right away. Um, there's no replacement for the minutes that pass between the time of alarm and arriving on scene. And when we, we talk about ending this policy that multiple times already the city's arrived first and or not at the same time, I think what we need to look at is expanding into a combination fire department and putting more paid personnel throughout the, uh, the uh, fire departments in the, the, the city and working together to form a bond in a, a cohesive combination department not not stopping. What is already proven that they've well property. I can't speak for lives yet because I don't know if they've made any rescues during the uh, the building fires they've operated at. But they certainly have made a difference in property conservation with the uh, the response time.
7: Thank you very much for your input and, and for your service as well, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I can see there are some things uh, you agreed with there that you thought were pretty good ideas. Uh, uh,
10: yes, and like you, I first want to thank the caller for his. Uh, Two plus decades of both volunteer and career fire service. Uh, I appreciate that on both levels. Um, the the point that the mayor was making about people having to leave their their jobs uh, and the impact, there, financial impact, the costs he was referring to in that, uh, I let I let that go. But I'm glad you mentioned it because that is that is the biggest challenge in the fire service is response time. So if you in one breath, you're telling me, well, it's going to cost me to leave my job, to get to the firehouse, to pick up the truck, to respond to the call. You're, you're missing the point of automatic aid because automatic aid starts additional companies to get there, to arrive, as you said, either just before or simultaneously or even just after, um, but to get there and, and to help and to assist with that, that emergency scene. So that's good. Your, your regional response comment and your combined department... Um, those are, are big, big undertakings and, and grand ideas, and I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I've lived out west. Uh, I travel a lot. Uh, I think that uh, New England is, you know, what do they like to say? Uh, two year, 200 years of, of tradition unimpeded by progress. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, and the fire service is, is no exception to that. Uh, I, I don't think that's where we are. I think those types of conversations would really make people uh, dig their hills in and start fighting back, but um, I can tell you, uh, and you know, there is members of the, the volunteer fire service that would that may remember this conversation. Uh, years ago, I was sitting in the East Great Plain firehouse. Uh, we were part of a subcommittee of the public safety committee, um, and we were we were discussing things. And I, I had a member uh, from from that station from East Great Plain say to me, "We know it's only a matter of time before we have." Page drivers in our stations. You know, it, it's just it's the trend. It's the national trend. Uh, and I, I looked around the table at the faces, and I, I'm glad the person had the gumption to say that. You know, with our group. Uh, but the only response I could come up with was, if you guys know that, why wouldn't you want to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem? Uh, again, that conversation took place years ago. So, <laughs> regional response, uh, combined departments, yeah, benefits. Um, is it going to happen in Norwich? Probably not in my lifetime. Should it? You know. We need to be progressive in the fire service, but uh, that, that's a real big stretch. So let's just tackle the one in front of us on automatic aid. Um, the, the the groups involved are great. You know, I I have said this uh, you know thirty years ago as a firefighter, and to corrects Stu real quickly. I've been chief for four years, but a firefighter for the same okay. thirty one years. Um, I've said it as a firefighter. I've said it in every position as a lieutenant, captain, battalion chief, and now as chief. Mm-hmm. There are members in the volunteer fire service that are, are better trained, more motivated, uh, with greater experience than I'll ever have. Uh, they are an asset. Th- there's no question to that. But the the volunteer fire service, we have to acknowledge that in the current trend, the, the call responses, the number of personnel, uh, the capabilities of those personnel, that has dwindled. We just have to be, you know, open about that and acknowledge it so we can get the help where we need it. Uh, you can look at, you know, Volunteer members with, across Norwich, who have jobs in other towns as paid firefighters, you know towns that didn't have paid firefighters in the past, but because of their volunteerism dropping, they had to ins- institute that. So there are a lot of there are a lot of factors involved. Um, we could spend a, a lot of shows talking about it, but I we'll, have we'll take to uh, I have
7: a day. solution to all this. Let's just not have any more fires.
10: <laughs> yes, sir. I'd be on board with That'll
7: that. We all set. We're going to take a break. I got some calls waiting and. Uh, you can talk to the Fire Chief right here on Stu's show at wich eight eight nine five two five two 5252 is her
0: number. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield.
15: Rebound, loose puck, score! The Huskies win! The
0: Ice Bus rolls on. Shoot,
15: score! at Netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it!
0: Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey.
9: Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM
16: WICH. Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Antic Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023.
13: Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack,
9: Karen Mankowski, Treasurer.
17: The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has
14: been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org.
4: Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org.
7: All right. The Norwich Fire chief. Atoya is with us. 31 years of serving the community as a fighter, fighter, and uh, emergency management, and a uh, nice resume there. All right. Welcome to the program. You're on the air.
18: Oh, uh, yes. Good morning, Stu. Morning. Uh, I don't have a question, but I have a statement. Trust our firefighters. Vote no. Thank you.
7: All right. WICH, what's your question H-2. for the chief?
4: Yes. Hi. Hello, Hi, Stu. Hey, good morning, Chief. Uh, I'm just very curious. Uh, I remember when you got the new fire truck. Uh, which and, one? uh, the new, new fire engine truck number one, the ladder truck, the new one. And mm-hmm. I've been here 38 years. I'm a Navy veteran. I'm, thank you for your military and all your service. I'm just curious. I sat in my truck one day. I was watching you guys train. What's the, and the, and the guys go up and spray it. What is the maximum boom capacity of that truck? How high can that ladder go up in the air to put out these fires and is it capable of all the, in the city to get right up on the roof with that i'm just curious
10: all right thanks for the question <laughs> great question uh so now the the firefighters out there listening are going to test me on my knowledge of truck one so truck one's a hundred foot aerial uh so it has a hundred foot reach uh to your second part of the question will it reach the roof of all the buildings in the city uh by proximity of access you know the closest road the closest stable road that we could set up on uh, there are some roofs that we do have a challenge reaching but mm-hmm. uh, for the most part we're pretty good with that with a hundred foot reach um, so I want to touch base real quickly Stu and I were talking on uh, uh, during break as we listened to the ads that were running and mm-hmm. it was a first time here for both of us to hear a, a political ad from the volunteers uh, and, and it kind of ties into to the the comment made to the si- the prior caller of you know trust your firefighters vote no, so the ad and I didn't hear it all because it didn't we were we were speaking but I put my headphones on real quick to listen to the end of it. Uh, the the policy so let me clarify something in the ordinance and the automatic aid policy. Uh, something that either is conveniently being overlooked or is just unknown. But the ordinance cites the policy as established by city manager. That's the policy that the six chiefs and the city manager. You know, worked on for months. Um, we've adjusted it already once. Uh, I'm sure uh, as needs arise, we may have to adjust it in the future. But the ordinance cites that. It, the ordinance doesn't try to establish operational boundaries for us. It gives us that flexibility with that language um, by citing policy as established. And, and I will say, uh, when we go back to the mayor's comments about me working, that was one of the, the changes that I Requested and that they they made to the ordinance when it was in draft form was to put that language to have more flexibility in there and for it to be more open to to fire chief input through the city manager. So that's important. As far as the ad goes, and uh, again, I didn't hear the whole ad. I'm curious to uh, to listen to it again. Uh, I don't, um, you know, I don't put this as a, a paid volunteer issue. I don't put it as a one chief versus six chiefs issue. Uh, it's a ordinance, which was politically uh, initi- initiated, and that's how ordinances are. It's a political process, not a public safety process. Uh, it has been argued that it conflicts with the automatic aid policy. It has some different language in there, and it probably stretches further than what we had discussed in our chief's meetings. But it, they're really really—they're not light years apart. That's what I told someone the other day. They're not light years apart. They are different, yes. Do I agree with the language as it's written? Not 100%. No. But I understand the intent uh, of automatic aid as the chiefs agreed upon, and I don't think the ordinance conflicts with that to a level that we need to be where we are fighting, because there's just no need for it.
7: So 31 years you've been doing this, has it always been automatic aid or through those 31 years?
10: So... There has not been on the fire side on the fire calls. There have been there has been for certain occupancies. So, again, I'll use the schools in the hospital, for example. Backus Hospital uh, is not in the CCD, but when there's an alarm, a fire-related call in the building, uh, you get Yannick. It's their district. You get Truck 25 from Taffil, And you get Engine 3 and Truck 1 from the city uh, along with the battalion chief. So you have a combined response. That's an automatic aid response. We're not waiting for an officer to get on the air and say, hey, start me the city and start me mm-hmm. sure. Uh That's automatic on initial alarm because we know there's a life risk there and we know there's critical infrastructure there. Uh, the schools, same thing. All the schools across Norwich uh, get a response from the city, even if it's in the volunteer district. Um, the Some of the, well, let's, recent incident at Panema Mills, let's use that for an example. Tafil has automatic aid on Panema Mills it's Occam. They have Occam Engine rolling on their initial alarm, but they don't have any Norwich units on that. If the call came in as something that met the criteria for automatic aid, smoke in the building, reported fire, confirmed fire, something like that, then automatic aid will be started. But on the initial alarm, just as they had the other day for a fire alarm activation, you get Tafil and Occam. Yannick has has several occupancies and addresses in their district that have automatic aid uh, because they don't have an aerial device. So they start Ladder 5 and I think I called it Truck 25. It should be Tower 25. Um, Tower 25 from Taffville on certain addresses and occupancies. The bowling alley, I think, is a good example. That gets an aerial from both of the volunteer districts Mm -hmm. in addition to their initial alarm. Uh, So they've been doing automatic aid. We continue to do automatic aid. Uh, dispatch handles automatic aid. It, it has been going on for my for my entire career. Uh, this is just a new level to it, a new response, mm-hmm. um, and again to to address issues and safety, both public and firefighter safety concerns, as well as property conservation, as was mentioned by an earlier caller.
7: Let me uh, see if I can squeeze these two calls in the break. Can you stay a few more minutes after the news? Absolutely. Because I, I want to accommodate as many calls as I can. Hi, what's your questions for the uh, question for the chief?
19: Yes, um, women firefighters. I know of one that uh, works at East Great Plains. Wonderful person. Um, have you heard? Because I heard something about the requirements, uh, qualifications for women carrying the weight of the equipment uh, uh, and the ability. To perform their job, has that hit your station? And mm-hmm. what do you require for the women?
7: Okay, see if we can uh, sneak that one in there for you.
10: All right, real quick, thank you for the call, ma'am. Uh, our qualifications, our standards, uh, I guess would be a better way of saying it for both entry-level and ongoing firefighters, male or female, are the same. Um, and there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, the state and national uh, standards, uh, CPAT, the Candidate Physical Agility Test, if I, if I have that acronym correctly, are the same for men and women. Um, and and really, if you're a victim of a fire or you're a firefighter who's downed and you need help, um, you don't want different standards from the person coming to help you. Of course not. Yeah. You don't want someone who only has to lift a certain percentage of weight versus someone who has to lift the full weight. Uh, you want the help to be capable, and we don't have any any separation between our Mm male and female standards.
7: Hi, WICH. Chief Montoya is here. What's your question?
2: Well, first off, I want to say thank you very, very much to all the firefighters in the city of Norwich and all first responders. I think they do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Um, As a taxpayer and a voter in the town of Norwich... City of knowledge, um, I want to be as informed as possible. I've been listening to a lot about this and reading about it, and I would like someone to just in as simple as possible, explain what does it mean if you vote yes, what does it mean if you vote no?
7: All right in
10: plain English.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. Thank you.
10: All right. So I will try to do that as as best I can. So the, the petition that was submitted to have the special election on the ordinance is a yes or no election, a yes or no vote. If you vote yes, you are essentially allowing the ordinance to remain in place. If you vote no, you are repealing the ordinance. Uh, so that begs the, the deeper question of what, it, what is the ordinance and what it is about not whether I just want to have it repealed. to keep or the
7: ordinance up. in its place is uh, what you talked about um, automatic everybody helps out basically. automatic aid, it automatic aid.
10: And, and a few other things um, let me I, I don't think uh, I think one of the callers may have alluded to this earlier but let me address it because I don't think I responded uh, the automatic aid policy will will stay in place on February second, whether the ordi- whether the ordinance is repealed or not, the automatic aid policy is established by the city manager. And on February second, if there if there's a call in Taffy for automatic aid, the city's going. And if there's a call in the city for automatic aid, the volunteers are going. The, the chiefs have acknowledged that. Uh, the city manager has been adamant about that. Um, I am adamant about it. You know that this. If you, if you're of the position that automatic aid is going to go away based on a vote, then you're the one politicizing. Public safety. Not
7: <laughs> and people would say, well, why, why should we vote?
20: Well, that's,
10: that's a great question. Uh, and I wish I knew the answer to that. I wish I understood the drive to get people out to, to have a caller say, trust your firefighters, vote no. Uh, this isn't about trusting your firefighters. This isn't about um, taxes. It's not, a, not about eliminating volunteer districts. It's about response for public and firefighters. So you
7: get a consensus how the people feel, basically.
10: You would get a Mental consensus vote. of the people that were driven out to vote. I don't know that you would get a consensus, and that's how votes work, and that's how elections work. It depends on the turnout. It depends on. And I'm glad to hear this last caller say she wants to vote as a taxpayer and a resident, as informed as she can, because that's all I've asked people. You know, I encourage people to vote. I've you know defended the right to vote not only in in our country but across the world. Uh, I think that your responsibility your responsibility though is to vote educated. And I think right now, based on the, the calls that I've received in the firehouse, the comments that have been made to me in the public, um, a lot of that isn't happening because there's a, there's a faction that is mm-hmm. approaching this from a misleading angle.
7: All right. Uh, Chief's going to stay for a little while because I've locked the door. And um, we'll see if we can get a few more calls in and give you a, as much clarification as we can. Thanks for your calls thus far. Personality Radio. And Norwich, and FM two ninety four point five W two three three DB. It's eleven
1: o'clock. Hour from Townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. The same storm system that lashed parts of the South with destructive winds, even some tornadoes, is expected to bring heavy snow to the Midwest and many points east. We
4: have currently twenty point six million people under winter storm warning. Brian Hurley at the National Weather Service. We do look for, you know, 6 to 12, possibly more accumulations stretching from uh, northern portions of the Ohio Valley into southern Michigan. Uh, as well into the upstate New York and northern New
1: England. A vigil's been held in a Los Angeles area community grieving the loss of 11 people killed in a mass shooting last weekend.
21: Monterey Park City Clerk Michelle Yee says the community will not be defined by the heinous act of one person. We are strong.
1: We are resilient. We will heal and will rise again.
21: Six women and five men were killed in the shooting at the Star Ballroom. They all ranged in age from 57 to 76 and had gathered to celebrate the Lunar New Year. I'm Donna Warder.
1: Schiff and Swalwell are out. True to his word, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has formally barred Democrats Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee. The House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries nominated the two Democrats for the panel despite McCarthy's repeated pledge to give them the boot. In a letter to Jeffries, McCarthy writes that integrity matters more than previous years of service on the Intel Committee. Growing concern over the handling of sensitive government documents, following word that some classified documents turned up at the Indiana home of former Vice President Pence. His lawyers say Pence willingly turned the materials over to authorities. A sell-off this morning on Wall Street, the Dow down 372 points. The Nasdaq is off 216 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time
22: of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis unlike any other time in our lifetime i'm lance wall now christian author evangelical leader here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what god has given you for example record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar and the savings of your retirement account is in danger fortunately god does provide a way Protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word Faith to 989898. 98 98. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action.
1: German Chancellor Olaf Scholz confirms his government will supply tanks
5: to Ukraine. The long-awaited decision comes after US officials said on Tuesday that a preliminary agreement has been struck for the US to send M1 Abrams tanks to help Kiev push back Russian forces entrenched in, in East Ukraine. Scholz had insisted that any move to provide Ukraine with powerful Leopard 2 tanks would need to be closely coordinated with Germany's allies, chiefly Washington. By getting the Biden administration to commit some of its own tanks, Berlin hopes to spread the risk of any backlash from Russia. I'm Charles Dullesma. Hundreds
1: of protesters have rallied near the central bank in Iraq's capital Baghdad, angered by the recent devaluation of the Iraqi currency, demanding the government take action to stabilize the currency. The protesters, mainly young people, rallied amid a heavy security presence. News and analysis, townhall.com. The Tesla CEO spent several hours on the stand on day three of testimony in a lawsuit by investors in the EV manufacturer. Elon Musk told jurors hearing the class
0: action lawsuit that he did not mislead Tesla shareholders about obtaining financing in an aborted buyout. The billionaire insisted that he could have pulled off the deal had he wanted. His lawyers sought to portray Musk as a trustworthy business leader capable of raising as much money as needed to pursue his visions. But the defense must overcome a ruling by the presiding judge that Musk's 2018 tweets about securing financing for Tesla buyout were false.
1: I Norman Hall. Microsoft says it's investigating problems with its online services including its Teams messaging platform and Outlook email system after users around the world reported outages. And again on Wall Street this hour, the Dow is down 371 points. More on these stories at townhall.com.
20: It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu
1: Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now,
7: here's Stu Breyer. All right, we're back with Norwich's Fire Chief. I want to accommodate a few more calls for listeners who were unable to get through because our lines have been jammed up. And uh, Tracy Montoya, the Chief Fire Marshal Emergency Management Director. Norwich Fire Department. Before I get to uh, somebody waiting on the line, I want to make sure that I, I get this in because through the years we talk a lot about fire safety and that please tell the folks if you suspect anything. Some people are just afraid to call the fire department. And, you know, well, I don't want to bother them
10: what you're there for right (laughs) it is and and that's a great point because we we encounter that all the time where people say we didn't want to bother you or we didn't think it was serious enough to call the fire department Um, and as you said please call us let us check let us check that electrical issue let us check that odor whatever it may be um, you know we have no problem going back to the station and and being thankful that it wasn't a significant call Uh, but yeah don't be hesitant to call Uh, We tell people that all the time. Um, And don't be hesitant to call again. You know, just because your alarm went off yesterday uh, and it was a a false alarm, if it's going off today, you still have to treat it as if it's Mm -hmm. an alarm and there could be an an incident there.
7: And if it's a false alarm, uh, you're not going to get mad. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Hi, WICH, thanks for holding. Hello. Yes, sir.
23: Hello, Chief Montoya. Good morning. And Stu. Hi, Uh, man. I'm a vet. Chief Montoya and I've been invited to the Vet Center tomorrow to participate in the discussion on how vets can be more involved in the Norwich community so my question to you Chief is um, my question to you is is, is the Norwich uh, Fire Department in- interested in helping vets or in, in Norwich because you know i, I I'm an old community organizer, and they know I like being involved in the community. So I was just had that question to ask about the, the department's involvement with vet, veterans. Okay, in so sir. Much.
7: Thank you, Ben. Thanks for the call. Uh,
10: thank you for the call, and thank you for your service, um, and thank you for letting me know about that. So I, I will tell you uh, from a personal perspective, as a vet myself, and, and still serving. Uh, I, I've looked at the Vet Center in Norwich, and I, I want to be involved. But um, <laughs> as Stu has mentioned, you know, the the many hats I wear and other things, I just haven't made the opportunity yet. So uh, I will look at the Vet Center's uh, meeting tomorrow and see if I can make free myself up and come up there. But to answer your question about the fire department, I, I think all the fire departments um, are involved. Uh, I can speak to Norwich. I can't speak to the others. We have many members who are who are veterans who have served in all branches of the service? Uh, we have some some members, including myself, who who still serve in either reserve or the guard. Uh, and we are we are supportive of veterans. Uh, we we will help you with your programs at, to uh, the best of our ability. Uh, so please, um, uh, let me. I'm going to take a risk here and throw out my email uh, over the airways. That it is T Montoya, T M O N T O Y A at cityofnorwich.org. Uh, send me an email and give me information on tomorrow's meeting and I, I I'll see if my schedule will allow, allow me to make it up there and we'll get involved.
7: Okay, here's a quick question before I get to these calls and that's uh, how much training do you need before you're officially a fireman?
10: <laughs> Great question. So uh, <laughs> since 1992... I think all of our hires have gone through uh, the fire recruit program, uh, which has gone through different stages. Some of it was in New Haven. Some of it was in uh, the Eastern Connecticut Fire School. But now the current program, the recruit program, is at based out of the Connecticut Fire Academy in Windsor Locks. Uh, it is a, I'm going to guesstimate here, because it has changed the last three classes, fluctuated a little bit. It's about a 16-week program. Uh, they come out of there as certified firefighter, too, hazmat awareness uh vehicle rescue awareness they get a lot of certifications out of there it's a residential program so as i mentioned at the beginning of the show we we have a new hire who's going to start the academy on february 14th Uh, he will go up there for for the duration again 16 weeks um, in residence program it is a fantastic program Uh, the connecticut fire academy is recognized uh, not only across new england but even on some levels nationally, uh, it it is a good program. It's a great resource uh, to bring somebody in to the fire service. And once they do that, uh, they get their orientation at the fire department. Every fire department across the state is a little bit different, you know, in terms of manning equipment and response types and responsibilities. So then they get... Uh, a year of probation to learn the Norwich system, to learn the Norwich equipment, uh, the Norwich tactics, and things like that. But the Fire mm-hmm. Academy Recruit Program is a, a stellar program.
7: WICH, you have a question for the chief.
24: Actually, I have a statement I'd like to make. First of all, I support 100% the volunteers and the career firefighters. What I do not support is this constant BS that goes on in the city of Norwich. Chief Montoya is spot on when he said this is politically initiated. If Joe Delucia had just left things as they were, we would not be having these discussions. we would not be having a special election. This is about power and control it 's as cli- it 's as simple as that we are we want to all get along. The chiefs have. Gone on record saying that they wanted to do that. They had a gentleman's agreement, and then DeLucia has to come along with his codified ordinance, whose sole purpose was to divide and conquer. A no vote on Wednesday, February 1st, will send the message to Mr. DeLucia. It's a no confidence vote. So support your firefighters' career, volunteer. And I will go on the record as saying that I guarantee you that there will be an increase in taxes.
7: All right, thank you for thank the you. call. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, we lost somebody there. So uh, before the break, a listener said, well, you, you said, what does it mean if you say yes? Uh, but And what does it mean if you say no? So let's just do the no thing.
10: Uh, wow. Uh, so... No, again, repeals the ordinance uh, for for automatic aid as it's written. Uh, and please, uh, I encourage you to get a copy of the ordinance to read the ordinance, uh, to look at it, and and mm-hmm. read each paragraph and tell me in there where it says any increase in taxes. Uh, you know, as we already acknowledge, it, it is going to increase some operational costs, but that is a, a small price to pay for public safety. Uh, you have um, you just have you just have to weigh it all out, and if we start nickel and diming public safety, both law enforcement and fire service, uh, you put yourself in a bad position because that 's where you get into the point where all right, well, maybe we can take this a little bit further, and we don 't need that fire truck or we don 't need that company staffed or we don 't need you know those police officers on that beat uh, you know it 's just not the way to do it, uh, and again, especially without the data that it 's going to be a substantial tax burden. We don't know that. Um, you know, the, the comments in public about the taxes, uh, I, I just don't get where that's coming from. I understand the underlying fear because of the way it's been expressed to me about volunteerism and things like that. But again, it, it doesn't make sense to me that an automatic aid response that provides additional help to paid and volunteer departments is a, is a bad thing. It's not. It's about safety.
7: Let me take one more call. We have one more call, and you're it. Welcome. What's your question?
10: Hello. I'm
7: on there? Yes, sir. Go right ahead.
18: Yeah. So so you still didn't answer the question. If we vote yes, what's going to change if we vote yes?
7: If they vote yes, what's going to change is uh, what he said.
10: Well, if you vote yes in terms of the ordinance, nothing changes because the ordinance remains in place. Uh, so a, a yes vote, uh, I guess if if you want to look at it that way, a yes vote endorses the ordinance and, and your support of the ordinance for automatic aid and the other benefits in it.
7: Okay. It's as clear in my mind as it has ever been, and <laughs> I've talking about this for a very long time. One last question is, Do people still call you to get a cat out of a tree?
10: (laughs) (laughs) They do. Uh, We we probably don't go out as frequently as we did in the past. Uh, The animal control officer would handle that. But, yes, we get calls for animals on a regular basis. Thank
7: you so much for uh, being with me. And also, uh, I just wanted to throw this into the... When there's a car accident, I notice there's fire trucks, too, that come along. Um, Is that all part of it?
10: it is uh, depending on how the call is received Mm -hmm. you know whether it's reported with injuries or fluid fluid spills or otherwise but yeah so all of our firefighters are emts Uh, they'll respond and do patient care and you know we have the equipment on the fire truck to to extricate victims as well as suppress any fires that may may occur so so
7: my friend thank whatever develops i thank you so much for your service 31 years it's a wonderful thing that you do help to keep people safe so thanks for being with us and uh anything new just give me a call
10: thank you sir and thank you for having me on and the opportunity to speak to the community.
7: my pleasure the chief closer. montoya the you know which fire chief he's been uh, a fireman for 31 years uh, all right we'll get to uh, open lines coming up shortly
25: this is Lori lord with medication awareness what do you do if you
8: cut yourself i'll be right back with some thoughts
26: The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging. Help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due. And offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. The first thing you need to do is determine if you need medical attention.
19: Absolutely see a health care provider if the wound doesn't stop bleeding after five minutes of pressure, or the wound is from a bite, the wound is deep or contains foreign matter, or you are immunocompromised or have diabetes. If you feel the wound is minor enough to treat by yourself, clean the area with soap and water, apply a topical antibiotic to prevent infection, cover with a sterile bandage to promote healing, and change the dressing as needed. Ask your doctor or pharmacist for additional advice. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health.
12: About these, you're gonna love it
0: the new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something new sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard. You deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from including the all new plug-in hybrid 4 xe Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our start something new sales event located on route 32 in norwich just down the street from mohegan sun or visit us online at falvey's.com in the comfort of your own home where you can easily custom order to meet your needs in the center of it all serving southeastern connecticut and beyond since 1932 no matter what direction you're coming from all roads lead to falvey's
9: hi this is tj falvey stop by today and experience the falvey's difference
7: Stu Breyer with you. I want to let you know before we get to our lines, is this portion of our program is a complete open topic. Eight six zero eight nine five two five two, and I do not have any classified documents. All right, I've been double checked. I do not have any. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a a little hang up to start the hour. I think I owe you some weather forecasts, huh? Because we have a lot of weather here. WYCH, there's a winter weather advisory in effect for Wyndham County through the afternoon. A wind advisory is in effect for New London County from 4 this afternoon until 4 a.m. tomorrow. Gusts could reach 50 miles per hour, especially near the shoreline. Hmm. Coastal flood advisory is in effect for the shoreline tonight through tomorrow morning. From meteorologist Scott Haney in the Channel 3 Early Warning Forecast Center. Cloudy with snow developing by early afternoon. Alert for coating for most uh, up to 3 inches in the quiet corner. Breezy high 40. Tonight snow changes to wintry mix and eventually rain. Breezy low 36. Thursday lingering rain showers very early in the morning. Partly sunny, windy and 47. Currently, it's warming up at 35 degrees, so a bunch of weather. Welcome to the program.
19: Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Susan. Yeah, I've been busy with my prayer lines. Every time we're going to get a storm, I pray that it's downgraded so it doesn't do us any harm. So
7: you think uh, the God works for the Weather Channel?
19: Well, he created the weather. Why shouldn't he? Okay. Anybody out there that owns a Bible, all you have to do is read Job, J-O-B. It, it mm-hmm. If this Bible was written thousand, a couple, two, three thousand years ago, I'll tell you what, they knew all about the weather. It even mentions red sky in the morning.
7: Well, I hope it works, because I'm not in the mood for a lot of snow.
19: Me either. When I was a but kid, no,
7: I was in the mood me. all the time, but not
12: now.
19: The wind and power outages are what I always ask for protection for for everybody. Um, you know, I uh, you know yesterday I think I mentioned or the day before the Hogan's Heroes scenario where they were putting secret messages behind Clink's paintings and selling them. And then Hogan's, you know, other people were coming and buying them and then taking the secret messages out of the paintings. Well, guess what? What? I think, did you say you're hurt on Long Island?
7: Yeah, I've had people say that they can hear me in Long Island and places that you wouldn't even believe.
19: Okay. Well, last night I'm cruising or whatever late, and there was some. There's somebody called Rita Crosby. I don't know if you know who she is, but nope. she was on there. Once in a while she has a show. So I, I tuned in and listened to her, and some woman called up and said, you don't suppose Hunter Biden is putting secret documents inside the paintings and selling them in China and or whoever is buying them for 500000 And I'm like, I don't believe I heard that. Somebody had the same idea as me, or they may have heard during the day, because this was late at night. And you know what the other cool thing is I heard late? What? Um, Is that they are going to, the the new people in Congress under McCarthy are going to investigate by looking in the Treasury or whatever the bank statements are, they're going to find out who is buying Hunter Biden's paintings. And you know what? I think that, because of the internet, you could do a quick email or whatever they do, even text a message. I think things that are said actually go to big deals all over the place, maybe even the, uh, co- Congress, good guys, even like Rand Paul and all that. Well, he's in the Senate, but I think they get sent to D.C. because the ideas are coming up. I said, when Blumenthal got back from Ukraine and he is pushing the weapons and then all of a sudden, oh, invest in defense stocks. And I said, I bet you Congress and senators are going to, you know, they're going to have them stocks, you know, take them out.
7: Well, your conspiracy book is getting bigger every day, huh?
19: But Congress wants to make a bill saying if you're in Congress and Senate of course, it won't pass. But you are not going to be able to hold stocks. And if you make any money in stocks, you are going to give them back to the American people. So they're thinking all of the things I'm thinking, or I'll say it. And then all of a sudden, they're taking it up in Congress. It's so cool. I love it.
7: I think people buy Hunter Biden's paintings because he's infamous. That's why.
19: Well, you know what? Um. Yeah, I think God's in the weather And and he's in control Because you know what? Hunter Biden lives in Malibu Malibu had an earthquake Right off the coast And then they had other rumblings And follow-up little mini-earthquakes
7: You don't think that has something to do with Hunter Biden, do you?
19: Yeah, well, I I think God's Waking him up And here's one thing, I'm not Catholic, everybody has a right To be what they want to be
7: That's correct
19: But when the Vatican comes out and he he's pro, well, the gay, transgender and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Because in the Bible, it, that is against the Bible. That's why Christians are in such an uproar. But it is not allowed in the Bible now.
7: Oh, well, you don't have to agree with it.
19: No. But here's one message for all those pastors that go along to get along. There's a verse in the Bible that says, Woe to the pastors that lead their flock astray. And how can you be in the Catholic Church, be married to somebody, and then they decide they're going to be a transgender, and you can't divorce in the Catholic Church and if you do, you can never get married again. <clears throat> no,
7: no, you can it's get married again. You can get married again, but not in the Catholic Church. No,
19: but it's it's going to create a mess. And so I'm like, you know, priests and everybody should really comment back to the Vatican. Listen,
7: going, I don't oh, have yes, any problem. Not? I don't have any problem if somebody's a transgender. No, I don't see a problem. No. I have problems when you're trying to inundate young people at an early age of this and that.
19: Oh, that's terrible. Because, like they're saying in in the Epic Times, and they describe those horrible operations. Once it's done, it's done. It's done
7: for life, you're right. Hey, I got to go. Thank you.
19: All right.
7: Hello, welcome to the program. You're on the air.
19: Hello there. How are you
18: today? Hey,
7: okay, sir. Thank you.
4: Well, I got two opinions. All right. Uh, One is. That fire captain we just talked on was on the radio there. Mm -hmm. I believe he could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo. And the other one is, why do you let insane people go on and on? (laughs) Okay, so let you go. Did
7: you want to uh, just give me further? What was it about uh, the chief that you thought was selling uh, ice cubes to Eskimos? What
12: what did he say?
4: He was definitely negative on on the mayor. And he was uh, totally positive with uh, Delucia writing that up. That was a squirrely deal they did right there. And uh, I believe the final goal is they would like to see a paid fireman in every volunteer house uh, fire department. And that will only cost me more money. All right, sir. All right. Thanks for your opinion.
7: Appreciate it. We tell you, all opinions are welcome on this program. And you are welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. How are you? All righty. What's got? What you got?
2: Okay, you were talking about. Oh, you can. Some people on Long Island can hear you. I couldn't hear you in New London.
7: Well, that's. I an, couldn't
2: hear you coming back from New London. It was really staticky.
7: What time? Until what,
2: almost, what, it got to me even son.
7: What time of day was that?
2: Just, you know, I got home at eleven. So just. Well, like, this morning. 10.
7: Oh, I. I get calls and from I New think, London, so I don't when understand. When I got
2: home, the chief was speaking too softly; it was hard to hear him. You could kind of like hear, probably, probably how everybody complains about me talking, but, mm-hmm. but that's what I kept thinking about. Um, did you watch Tucker Carlson last night?
7: Yes, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, so, I usually watch and him not- and then tear my the rest of my hair out.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I found it very, very interesting that he he's writing to his friend in language that he wasn't writing in normally, sounding like coming right from a.
7: Well, um, for people who don't know doc, what you're doc, talking doc about, document. you're talking about Hunter Biden, right? Yes. Okay. With uh, Tucker Biden.
2: By far, he gets on the Burisma Board for 83000 a
7: month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine you giving know. him $83,000 a month for things that he. Really didn't know much about.
12: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Yeah. But I think you know a lot of this, like even with the paintings in in art, there's a lot of money laundering going on. Mm -hmm. You know, which this I think more that this is money laundering, not that he's putting things in paintings. He's not that. He's not competent to do that. Um. You know. He's competent. It's funny too with the classified. I think it was on Tucker's. I mean, on his show, where the box of of papers was on the dining room table, and it was open. You know, um, in in Biden's house, a picture of that I guess had been on the laptop.
7: I, you know, I may have missed that. I didn't get that. I know. Well,
2: everybody's they have, got documents now. It may have been now. on another on mm. on the five, <clears throat> but they had a picture of one of the boxes. You know. It showed where it had been taped, and the tape was was taken apart, and the cover was like, not off, but moved, and it was on his dining room table. Um,
7: well, he wanted something so, to read during dinner. I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, it just to me, it shows that that definitely Hunter had access to these documents, classified documents. Well,
7: as I mentioned before, someday people are going to uh, know all about the corruption that went down. You know, some people, you know, depending on what side of the fence you're on, just want to block their ears. They don't want to hear it. They think it's all a lie. But there's absolute proof of uh, terrible corruption. Terrible.
2: Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, a phone call to, to the Ukraine, and they impeached Donald Trump. What are they going to do to Joe Biden? Is what I want to know. Well, you know, showing, probably not much. All of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of us sending all of this stuff over to Ukraine. We need to to build up our own military to be prepared to defend it. If if any you know anybody comes and attacks America, well, I
7: don't mind helping Ukraine, but obviously we we need to step it up on our protection as well.
2: Right. One more really quick thing. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the gun control and, you know, how horrific, and it is horrific that these different shootings and they want to change the gun control. But nobody's talking about the sentinel deaths, which are many more than the. No, they don't. Sentinel. Of course
7: they don't, because it's a political uh, snowball that uh, could hurt the administration.
2: Right. You know, definitely could. And they need to talk about fentanyl.
7: All right, thank fentanyl you.
2: Fentanyl is killing our young.
7: Appreciate the call. Even
2: even even younger than
7: 18. Yeah, more than ever, thanks. Young people are dying from fentanyl. I mean, we're talking about kids that happen to get a hold of it. I don't hear too much from Washington on that. You're on the air. Welcome.
19: Well, good morning. How
18: are you, Stu?
7: Hey, all right. I hope you are.
19: Oh yeah, we're expecting uh, 10 to 14 up in Prescott. Oh, and um, one of your previous callers wondered why, um, and I explained before, I think to you and to one of the other um, um, newscasters, uh, radio people, that this things called shortwave radios, and that's why you can you can be reached all over the world, just like. You can reach me, and I'm in Presque Isle and you're down in Connecticut.
7: Yeah, and that's amazing, mm-hmm. and you can hear us so, pretty clearly, yeah.
12: Mm-hmm.
19: Exactly, and that, that is that is the reason, because one of the other gentlemen that was on, um, he's newer, I don't know, I don't remember his name, but anyway, he, he, um, he was interested in it, and he, I, I talked to him a little bit about it, but that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is I decided to go back school and I'm going to UMass Amherst and I'm taking a all about theology and the meaning and as most people who know what whatever faith they are um, that the Bible is a book that is mostly if you see written by men and you can see different passages in the Bible it it, there to take for truth everything that the Bible Like Noah's Ark, and you know, those are stories written Mm -hmm. by men who, of course, always control, like women would be second class or third class in the Bible. And to take everything literally in the Bible is not the case, because a lot of it is just stories for you to lead a good life, treat people right, Not this. Oh well, there's a there's the earthquake. So God's getting back at you know he's waking up Hunter Biden and uh, well that that is just to me, and from what I'm learning from this particular course I'm taking um, is bizarre. Um, Rattling on about that um, taking from the Bible. Well this is happening because it says in the Bible Uh, and this says it. No, it's not. These things that are happening are happening because of man. And I don't think, quote, God has, you know, if that was the case, then why didn't God intervene when those planes hit?
7: You know, people always ask those questions all the time, and, um, and they, you know, some people say, well, we're responsible for ourselves, and there's all kinds of different definitions. Mm-hmm. Oops, you' you
19: are or whatever there's two de- there's the old version of the Bible, then there's the king James, so of course it's you know, thats just where you know um where we're all created, man and woman you know from God, no matter what we're all equal, and yet there are some religions that practice um that say that you know women should not be uh heard from they they have to submit to what their husband says, and so you'll get all these different quotes from different versions on how you take it and how you read it. So I just thought it was kind of interesting that this person was quoting from the Bible that it's and then trying to make sense of that, oh well it's because God's weak no, it's not not at all. I I I totally disagree with that. But that's my opinion on that. All right. I just wanted to I just wanted to
7: Thanks for your uh, opinion say that from, from Maine. You yes.
19: have you have well trying to explain knowledge to somebody, or to people, to say that everything, you don't take everything literally that is written in the Bible. there There are stories written by mostly men who wanted to say, okay, you know, and a lot of it had to do with the domineering of women, that, you know, women are submissive, you need to do this if you don't, and this is how these men who supposedly were chosen by God to write you know these books in the Bible and you read some of them in different versions you'd be surprised I'm really surprised about. I'm not on I'm only on the third world well, we're I've been a month now taking it to for ha-ha. um because I, I was just really interested in it and even in the way that I was brought up that you know oh well the Pope you know sees this and that and well I don't and the Bible says this and that okay well you can believe that uh, and you're, you're not, you say, oh, I don't really agree with it, but it does say it in the Bible. Well, it, just because it says it in the Bible mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean that it's the truth. Well,
7: listen, you know, everybody has a perception from different, there are exactly. many holy books. And, you know, whatever it is, whatever holy book uh, it is, I hope it makes you a decent person and uh, you're good to other people and should it, be the it, bottom exactly. line. Mm-hmm.
19: You you know, it comes down to in the end is, you, you know, you treat others as you'd want to be treated. And that's what it comes yep. down to. I don't care if you're ma- whatever, you know, with the transgender or the gay or what, it doesn't matter. If you lead a good, wholesome life, you mm-hmm. treat people well. Yeah. And and that's what it comes down to in the end. So I just thought I'd let that out. And I'm bracing for the storm. So I said, oh, oh yeah, God, be you know, careful.
7: Oh. Be careful in the storm there. Uh, uh, we don't
19: go, we don't go, I don't go out of out. Uh, uh,
7: you guys I, are I, used I, to snow. <laughs>
19: Yeah, yeah, this one's going to be a good one, though. So that's good. All right. But we're used to this. You have a good day you take too. You too.
7: You take care. Thank you. Calling from Maine. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Yes.
27: Yes. yes. Uh, since uh, they're doing all these uh, investigations into different politicians, I would love to see them go in and uh, search Nancy Pelosi's house. I think that would be a very good find.
7: <clears throat> Well, they, they can't unless they have a reason. They're not going to go in there and search. So.
27: Oh, I know. I know. I but, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well. I think. It's unfortunate it, that these things are happening, and it's unfortunate we have so many politicians that are doing things unethical. So.
7: Yeah, it is. It is very sad, and I think anybody who has documents now by this point and probably went in the backyard and buried them. <laughs> <laughs> so we will never know, right?
27: Correct, or had a huge bonfire. You have a good day. You
7: too, thanks for calling. Hi, hey, welcome, Wych, you're on. Hi, Stu. Hiya.
18: It's Doug from Greenville. Doug!
7: <laughs> my goodness, how's my musical buddy?
18: Uh, <clears throat> doing all right. Doing all right. I Green- listen. <laughs> Greenville,
7: Doug. Greenville, Doug. Yes, sir.
18: Hey, I, I want to call up about the fire uh, the ordinance. Uh, this is my uh, thought here. Sure. Now, the town tax uh, for mill rate, I pay 41.83. Now, because I'm in uh, the CCD or the city district, I pay an additional 6.65 mill rate.
12: Mm-hmm.
18: Now, my thinking is that people don't want this ordinance to go through because that would change um, the 6.65, that would be spread among everybody. You see, that would make their tax, or everybody's tax um, uh, mill rate go up, because they're going to be sharing that 6.65 that we pay, because we're near a uh, paid fire station.
7: Okay, you're making points that didn't have me come up yet, so uh,
18: that's what that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. All right, and that's why everybody, you know, the taxes <clears throat> keep saying the taxes are going up. The taxes are going up. Well, that's one way the taxes would go up, because now there are, you know, uh, they change ordinance before, they didn't change the ordinance, so it didn't say anything about the, you know, automatic... Uh, you know, it did say about the automatic uh, showing up, you know. But now this changes the tax part of it. That's why I think the uh, chief of police couldn't answer that part. And people kept asking him. The fire chief. is the wrong yeah. guy to ask. The mayor's mm-hmm. the guy to ask. Mm-hmm. You know?
12: All
23: right. I,
18: that's what I think. That, that fire tax, that extra tax we pay Mm in the consolidated district, um, 6.5 is going to be spread among everybody in Norwich with this ordinance.
7: Well, uh, it's good to hear from you. It's been a long time, and um, I still have some of the um, songs that you sang on the show. (laughs) Is that
18: right? Yep. I I started playing again. I had stopped after, like I said, my friend that died, but I started playing again. Maybe uh, maybe I'll... Well, a songs if you want. <laughs> uh,
7: yeah, of course. I'm always up for a little fun, buddy.
18: Yeah. Okay. All right. But that was uh, that was really good. Uh, your show is so uh, informative; it always has been, and I appreciate it. And and you.
7: Thank you, Doug. I okay. Uh, yep. Say hi yep. to the bye. gang in Greenville. Thank you.
18: Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yes. Good morning. Still. Good morning. Hey, it's good to hear from Greenville dog you haven't heard from him in a I long I know,
7: time. but, you know, I guess there was a, a sad situation, and he's back singing oh, glad, again. Oh, i
18: thought he called.
7: Yeah, me too. I, maybe he can do some of his singing on the show again.
18: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed in Mike Pence.
7: Well, I... What can I say? Well, I don't know. He was
18: interviewed. I don't know if you saw it or not. By yeah. David Muir back in November on ABC. Mm-hmm.
7: Oh, yeah, he said no. It, you know, he and didn't he, have he, any... He, had,
18: had, he asked him... You have any classified documents? Mm-hmm. And he kind of hesitated. Then he said, "No, he didn't." So he lied. I guess he's he the he one. To have him. He's the
7: one that I'm most surprised that had some of them. I mean, yeah, there is.
18: That's why right. I'm disappointed in uh, mm-hmm. what happened there. A Me lot too. of countries have dictators, but we have corruption. We have so much corruption; it's pathetic. And what I'm afraid of is our national security is.
7: It's a compromise now. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, uh, you know,
18: you know just, why would anybody very, very sad.
7: You know, why would anybody want them to take those documents home? Good grief. Who would want them? I don't want them. But
18: uh I'm more concerned about the national security right now.
7: I agree and the the border is um, is so atrocious and, and That's
18: part of it too.
7: It's really decomposing the country until uh, unless somebody can change that pretty soon.
18: Yeah. Okay, uh, Stu, so enjoy the rest of your day. All right,
7: thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. All right, a little hang-up. Hey, we all have hang-ups, right? Growing up, I, we all had a few hang-ups. Let's, uh, got to take a break soon, but right now it's 36 degrees and a lot of mush coming out of the clouds later. WYCH, welcome.
4: Hey, good morning, Stu. Hi, Joe. Hey. Yeah, listen. I, I was concerned very much for Kevin. I'm feeling for his uh, sister. Sister, and I, yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. heard any reply on any, uh, you know, good news about it. Uh, you know, I and I certainly prayed for his sister. Good. That's good. You know, we so all uh, sure we it. all love we Kevin, and we want uh, the best for him and his family. Certainly. Yeah, I know you mm-hmm. do. I know he's your buddy, Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. So I just thought I'd bring that out. Thank you.
12: All right, brother. It.
7: Kevin's uh, sister is gravely ill and uh, sent me an email and he said, please ask the folks for their thoughts and prayers. And you're the kind of people that will do that. Welcome to the program. Hi. Uh,
18: on this um, ordinance? Yes, sir. I think I've got this straight.
7: <laughs> good. I'm glad.
18: Well, we, we've got a, a really good bunch of fire chiefs. Mm-hmm. and And to be a fire chief is a volunteer you 've got to go through a lot of years of uh, service and training and understand what 's going on right certainly just like the the paid guy
7: absolutely so
18: the volunteers and the paid chief all met and decided to have this study to see if what we 're talking about um, mutual aid is worth doing and uh worth the money. So we're we're going to go and vote on an ordinance that some politician in the city of Norwich decided he wanted to push through. We're going to vote on the result of the study before the study is done. We're going to tell those chiefs that we, we don't care what their study is worth we're going to vote against or for it and why are we voting now instead of at the end of the study and why are we voting <laughs> it's up to them what they do and uh, we are citizen taxpayers who have time not to have to go vote for something uh, they've spent a lot of money they sent cards out to everybody they spent money on this when it's Irrelevant. It should be. We should wait for the study to get through and let the chiefs mm-hmm. make their decision. Thank you.
7: All right. Thank you for your call. Got a lot of interesting calls on that subject, and I, I, I agree with the mayor. I think this is a decision. The uh, the, the paid firemen and the people that volunteer, the chiefs should get together and uh, come up with. They feel what is best for the communities, but that's just my opinion. WICH, welcome.
18: Yeah, hi, Sue. How are you there? I, I listen to you with the national security. If China, I don't know if, if you can answer or anybody can, uh, except uh, if China was to take us over, how would that go about?
7: How would that go about? Um, they can do it in many ways, slowly but surely. uh
18: would that be mil because because i I look around and I see new york i mean and then I see bombing over ukraine i mean i but i mean would would they take us over even militarily with all the cities we got and even like Norwich and Danielson, i mean they'd be all i mean how how would that happen would anybody know
7: well they're you know they're you know they're both we're both nuclear uh
18: well, yeah. I mean, okay. Be, besides that, I mean, once you knew something, that's.
7: <laughs> I don't think their so. I don't think their soldiers are going to go marching in. But uh, you know, yeah. with all the terrible, uh, terrible fire equipment to, that all the countries are starting to get now, it probably be that kind of a battle. Hmm?
18: Yeah, I mean, if there was nuclear, I mean, like I say, there ain't no winners in nuclear. You
7: know. No, nope, no winners.
18: And, and you can remember, like. With the Cuban Missile Crisis, I mean, uh, uh, God gave man the intelligence to make it or break it, and then we Mm -hmm. we made it that time. (laughs)
7: That was that was scary. I remember that day very well. Oh yeah, yeah.
18: You know, uh, I mean, we if that would have happened, we me and you more than I wouldn't wouldn't be here now.
7: We were going to let them put nuclear weapons in Cuba, which is a place that is so close. To our country, I mean, good grief. They could throw a missile over.
18: Yeah, you know, and then, I mean, even now when they launch a missile, I mean, I guess there's a 50-50 chance that we could, but I mean, from there, by the time it, I mean, yeah, it'd be all over with. I mean,
7: I personally think we're doing a lot of things to uh, enhance the Chinese year Uh, after year uh, so they can be more powerful than we are. I think we're just messing it up ourselves, personally. Oh sure we are. Sure I mean, we, we have but I mean, all our pharma- We well, not all our pharmaceuticals come from there. We have people inter- infiltrating our uh, colleges, getting information. We're selling land and property. I mean, they're just kind of sitting back and probably grinning at us.
18: Oh for, yeah, and ain't, ain't there some place out in Kansas or Wyoming? There's a, a strategic base out there, and like thirty yeah. miles from the base, they're, they're buying. A big fu- they're buying something out there and 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 uh because I heard that on the news
7: yeah no i've heard uh, that there's so many things through the years we've been so naive it's absolutely astounding all the things that are made in China, I mean, the good people of China we're not ridiculing them, but they're just pawns and
18: uh oh, sure yeah it's hard but i mean I just wondering if China was to take us over completely without nuclear. How would it be you know would it,
7: well it wouldn't be, wouldn't be fun, I know that much. I mean they have uh, millions and millions you know the biggest population and
18: yeah uh, but it won't yeah.
7: be that wouldn't be that kind of a war
18: no uh, no, no, yeah' it'd be uh,
7: mm-hmm.
18: maybe some generals uh general Keene or one of them guys would have yeah. an idea you know
7: in the yeah. meantime, have some fun
25: okay, you too thank, thank you.
7: you hi w i c h welcome.
25: Hi, Stu. Um, Getting back to Chief Montoya. Okay. Now, I heard the question, um, if we voted no, then absolutely nothing would happen. Nothing would change. But what if we voted yes? What would actually change? Now, I didn't hear that.
7: I guess if you voted yes, it would uh, pretty much stay the same as it is.
25: If you voted no, it would stay the same as it, it was.
7: I know you believe me. I'm be honest with you. It doesn't make much sense to me.
25: I heard a, a caller specifically say, "If you vote no, what would change?" And he said nothing. But nothing nobody for asked. now.
7: But I guess it, they'll get a general feel about how the public uh, feels about this, or how many people vote. Um, when I first heard that change? I'm just like I you I really
25: want to know that How yeah. can you vote if you don't know well, I what guess will it, change? it
7: wouldn't change right away is from what I hear
25: I know but what is it
7: listen i'm I'm not going to kid you. I was stymied by all of that myself
25: if That's what we need to ask could you ask uh,
7: yeah i've I've asked the that's question
25: specific. and I get in the not answer just that it's around just that it's not going to
7: it's not like you vote for somebody and then they're they're in. Um, there's still more to it, so.
25: <laughs> well, I really want to know what would change if I, we voted. I've yet.
7: asked that question numerous times, and Can they
25: uh, say nothing.
7: Not yet, you know. It wouldn't happen right away, and there'd still be a lot of discussions. And but <laughs> well, what is it? I just think the the uh, chiefs should all sit down, the volunteers, and the fire chief. And come up with as best for the community because all oh, these
25: yes. all oh, these yes. people that and are firemen,
7: they care about people.
25: It costs a little money. It costs us a little money, but I, I really to want to know them. what we're voting. They on.
7: want to protect the people. That's you why know. they become firemen. You're Absolutely. not going to become billionaires being a fireman. All right.
25: Well, thank you, Stu. Thank
7: okay. you very much. See if
25: we can find that out.
7: Okay. Thank you. I wish they could all get a million dollars putting their life on the line. W Y C H. welcome.
19: Hi, Stu. Good morning.
7: Hi, good morning. Uh,
19: yes, I would say if China would take over the United States,
7: well, we, wouldn't we, be, would
19: know, we, we would have no freedom. No, we wouldn't have any we freedom. We would be slaves.
7: That's why we're fighting. I mean, not everybody gets it, but we're fighting for our freedom right now, and certainly exactly. we wouldn't have any rights if China took over because that's what they do, and they'd love to do that.
19: Right, and they don't say, uh, "Well, if you want to do it, you will do it." Of course, or you would probably be executed. Some on of the, the atrocities
7: spot. that are going on in China, and then we have oh. some of these basketball players kissing up to them, and all. This. Oh, it's goodness. disgusting because money makes people nuts.
19: Yeah, I mean i I pray that we keep our military up to par. You have to, but uh, I mean, if we don't. Um, dear god our young children will be maybe not working in rice fields because you know i don't think we have them here but they definitely would have no freedom at all just think of the trouble we think, get
7: into with greed you know the greed oh of, my goodness i don't care what china yeah. does to their people i i can make a buck or two off them you
19: know yeah Come on. and you're right you know i mean they're only allowed to have so many children and on and on it goes but dear god um, let's pray that that never, ever, ever happens. And um, the control uh, over our government is in our hands, I believe, to do the right things for us. and um, yeah, well, It's I am all up like, to the voters. It's I, all
24: up to the voters. Yeah, Oh,
19: yeah. I mean, it's in our hands. You know, we can vote for whoever we want.
12: Mm-hmm. But
19: on the other hand, I wanted to say uh, I was very surprised about Vice President Pence. But... The way the court system and the things that are going on, people are not getting put in jail or anything for crimes. I mean, in Atlanta, Georgia, they had that protest. I mean, these people—we've got to get a handle on this stuff. I, stuff. I, well, you know, I really I understand. You know, people would say, not know What
7: <clears throat> people say the problem? Been. People say the problem is guns and certainly there are people who create problems with their guns, but they never talk about the criminals and all the criminals we let back on the street. We can put such a dent in crime, but these are cities who have uh, voted for very, very liberal people who are making these decisions, and this is what you get.
19: Yeah, and you know, I have grandchildren, you've got grandchildren, and uh, I I wish that uh, your network could reach out further you know i mean we, we there's talk shows but there's nothing like your show well you, you know can get I mean? it on the podcast um, all over
7: the ro- all over the country
19: yeah i would love that you know for people to mm-hmm. um a lot you know i don't want to go out in the evening anymore through me and my husband because we're literally afraid the news says you know well don't go to an atm go where there's a lot of people mm-hmm. and use an atm i mean Things are difficult uh, financially and everything, well, and I want to wish good luck to the firemen in Norwich.
20: Me
7: too. Um, Listen, I, um, I hope they resolve it. I'm getting a little short of time. but
19: yeah. but Well, um,
24: thanks, Stu.
7: I, will, uh, I thank you very much for the call.
24: Thank you. And Bye-bye. tomorrow
7: I'm going to have a, a guy on crime. You will not believe it. He's, what he's got to say is uh, astounding, and uh, that'll be tomorrow. I'll tell you more about it later. Welcome to the program. Hi.
28: Hi, how you doing? Good. Stu, I'd uh, just like to uh, make a couple comments about the firearms just to clear some air. because sure. uh, You had Doug from Greenville who sh- hit the nail on the head with the mm-hmm. spread the tax. If you remember back in 2015 when the Democrats were running and the Republicans held the council, there was an axe tax movement, and that's because the Democrats wanted to spread the fire tax amongst the TCD area, which is the volunteer area. Well, this is going on now. This is Joe DeLuce's way of doing it by sneaking in this ordinance and passing that tax People are naive if they think that it's not going to cost them any extra money. Fuel, operational costs, maintenance on trucks, that's all going to be – that's not in the current budgets. That's all going to have to be paid for. Nothing is free. We know this. So that's going to end up being part of the taxes. And as far as the uh, nice lady that asked if you vote yes or vote no. So if you vote yes, you keep the current ordinance. And I think the chief is not telling – I don't know if he's misled, but the ordinance is the ordinance. It has no changes. If you want to change it, you have to put in proposal. It has to go back to the city council for a vote. Now if the majority of the council doesn't like the change, the change doesn't pass, it stays the remain it remains the same. If you vote no, the ordinance is pulled, we go back to the Chiefs agreement and we get the six months to gather data and try this out and see if it works. If you stay yeah, with the no vote I, I think you're, you're pretty still close to getting on the idea. protection no mm-hmm. matter what, auto aid remains in place. If you go with the yes, auto weight does remain in place, but the ordinance isn't allowed to be changed until you get a new proposal. So what we're asking is let us do the job. Let us do the job, gather the data, and go from there. If they want to propose a new ordinance after we get all the data, that's fine. But give us the chance to go and get the data first instead of passing a law that puts it in writing that says this is how it is. That's all i got to say.
7: All right. for the Thank time. you so much for calling. I appreciate it. I'm starting to shake the marbles in my head. Um, we'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm uh, going into the the
6: corner here. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for healthcare and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs
29: for more information.
7: Okay, I'm sitting in my ponder corner, and let's get one more call in before the news at noon. And th- No, I guess we won't. We have uh, lunchtime oldies coming up. Have a complete break. So I hope you're having a good, healthy lunch with lots of vegetables.
12: Hmm?
7: Lots of protein. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I haven't played this in a long time. I think I will. Here it is.
25: Round and round the cobbler's bench. The monkey chased the weasel. The monkey thought twas all in fun.
30: Pop goes the weasel. A penny for a sport.
7: Well, the nominations for the Academy Awards are out. They have so many. I think these are all the movies that came out this past year. Trying to think if there's any movies that. I I saw the Elvis movie that's nominated for Best Picture. And uh, All's Quiet on the Western Front. Was that one of them? Goodness. Top Gun Maverick, The Fablemans. Haven't watched the Academy Awards in a long time because they get so political, hmm? But maybe I'll check it out this year, I know, for a minute. Let's get to the news at noon. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310, and we're on FM2, 94.5 WDB in Norwich. It's 38 degrees, noon news. Breaking
29: news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. A winter storm that brought severe weather to the Gulf Coast heading east today after tornadoes called widespread damage and injured three people. On Tuesday, forecasters issued a rare tornado emergency for the Houston area. Substantial damage was reported east of the city. Lauren Green in Deer Park, Texas, says everybody's okay, but the twister was scary. He spoke to KTRK.
31: All I saw was this black debris swirling around. It was a tornado for sure. I mean, just the way that it just got black and then you could hear it. I mean, it just sounded like a loud rushing. And then this just all just blew in. And As we were getting the back, you could just see all the roof and everything being ripped off and ceiling panels being sucked out.
29: The tornado also injured three people in Louisiana. And the National Weather Service's Storm Prediction Center says regions from the Midwest to New England are in line today to get six inches of snow and sleet. Also at townhall.com, after mass shootings this week in California, a member of Congress plans to reintroduce a bill that would create an active shooter alert system.
25: A House bill last year that would have established an active shooter alert network didn't make it through the Senate. One of its sponsors, Congressman Mike Thompson, a California Democrat, said last night he intends to reintroduce that legislation. He said people were left in the lurch in this situation for an awful long time. People need to be warned, he said.
29: Corresponded Rita Foley. A man stabbed and wounded several people on a train in northern Germany before police were able to detain him. The man used a knife to attack several passengers on the regional train traveling from Kiel to Hamburg. On Wall Street, the Dow is off 188 points, the NASDAQ down 120. More at
20: townhall.com. Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. The German
29: government has confirmed the decision to send 14 leopard tanks to Ukraine. That's been announced by Chancellor Schultz at a cabinet meeting.
32: This has been a very controversial matter for a long time now, for months. Really split the country, split Parliament behind me, uh, and also even split uh, Chancellor Schultz's government. So he'll be very glad that this row is over, uh, but he's still really got to get German voters on side because a lot of them are still very nervous about the idea of escalation and they worry that the more you put weapons into a conflict, the worse things get. BBC
29: correspondent Damien McGuinness. Street gangs from Central America are expanding their organized crime activities in southern Mexico. Mexican authorities say their number has increased amid a crackdown in El Salvador that has pushed the gang members across the region's borders. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. A Hawaiian man imprisoned for more than 20 years on murder and sexual assault charges is ordered released as correspondent ben thomas tells us
28: it was one of hawaii's most infamous murders christmas eve 1991 on the big island twenty three-year-old dana ireland a blonde-haired blue-eyed visitor from virginia found barely alive in the bushes along a trail sexually assaulted and beaten she died at hilo medical center three native hawaiian men were convicted Albert Ian Schweitzer, sentenced to 130 years in prison. The Innocence Project took up his case, presenting the court with new evidence, including DNA, which they argued showed he didn't commit the crimes. The judge ordered Schweitzer be released from his shackles immediately. I'm Ben Thomas.
29: Another check on Wall Street, the Dow off 205 points. The S&P 500 is down 32. More on these stories at townhall.com.
20: The
1: 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. They're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310. Rolling, rolling, rolling.
15: Those love and kisses Are waiting at the end I'm all right out, hit them up Move them out, hit them up Cut them out, ride them in, ride them in Cut them out, cut them out Ride them in, raw high. Ha! Keep moving, moving, moving Though they're disapproving Move right. 'em um out, hit 'em up, hit 'em up, hit 'em up, uh, move 'em out, hit 'em up, raw high. Cut 'em out, ride 'em in, ride 'em in, cut 'em out, cut 'em out, ride em in, raw high. Rolling, cut rolling, out, rolling, 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 rolling,
7: Steer you into the lunchtime oldies here. That's uh, from the TV show, Rawhide, which one of the stars was Clint Eastwood. One of his first uh, big roles. Rawhide. I haven't seen any of the uh, reruns of that particular Western show, but I'm sure it's on there somewhere. When you get about uh, 3,000 channels, there's got to be Rawhide there somewhere. Welcome to our lunchtime oldies. we got an interesting mix for you today. Enjoy, sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh, maybe we'll spark your day with a song that you haven't heard in a very long time. Hope it brings back some terrific memories for you. Hard to believe, but at one time, Pat Boone was a teen idol. We see him on TV now doing a lot of advertisements, and still going strong, which is kind of neat. In fact, I think he's coming out in a movie about somebody who's a, a golf pro, who knew with all those hits he was hitting the golf ball? Here is Pat Boone. Boom, boom boom. boom.
31: Why baby, why don't you treat me why, baby, why? like you? I offer you my heart and soul.
7: At Boone, my sister, I think, had all of his records, and we had, uh, we each had our own records growing up. I had mine, she had hers, and on the label, there'd be a little label you'd put on the label, said, This is my record, Judy. <laughs> it was kind of cute, and I had my records, and even then, I didn't want anybody touching the vinyl, and you had to pick it up on the edges. Some of the records survived because of that. Anyway, did you know this gentleman had a heavy metal album? Who? <gasps> Pat Boone. He tried it. I can still see the cover of the album with a black leather jacket. Pat Boone sings heavy metal. I think it sold three or four copies. Then he went back to his old style.
30: I love how your eyes
7: their only hit. They were called the Paris Sisters, and uh, they just ran out of softness, I guess. And Big hit, though. Love How You Love Me. I remember, you remember the great uh, comedian, Tonight Show host, Steve Allen? He used to have a lot of fun with some of the rock and roll uh, records. He would uh, read the words to some of the songs, and it would sound so silly when he read them. Like, man, what does this mean? And I remember one night he read the words to The Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. And it was hilarious if you sit down and just read the lyrics. However, singing it got them to be uh, have one of the biggest hits of 1965. Just think of these words. and the boys get they got a lot of satisfaction from that song they got a big paycheck no satisfaction. No satisfaction.
16: No
12: satisfaction.
7: number one hit for many weeks in 1965 the Rolling Stones may be their biggest selling song Interesting lyrics. Irving Berlin did not write that. Mick Jagger did write that particular song. 1217. Choked up looking at the weather. I looked out the window. It doesn't look too bad, but here's the forecast. You're listening to
3: Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Snow this afternoon, a coating for most of us, but up to three inches in Wyndham County, where there's a winter weather advisory, a high today of a breezy 40. The snow will change to a wintry mix tonight and then eventually rain, low 36. Lingering rain showers will end very early tomorrow morning. It'll be partly sunny and windy tomorrow with a high of 47, mostly sunny Friday up to 39. That's your Channel 3 Early Warning Forecast.
7: Currently 38 degrees, checking my stu window. Hmm, it's not that overcast at the moment. So sit back and enjoy the weather right now.
4: 38 degrees. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. The
26: Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is back at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited Number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup, sponsored in part by the C Corps Auto Group, All Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at The Guard in New London.
7: I love the movies. We got all the uh, nominees for the Academy Awards. I'll read them a little bit later on. Some of them maybe you'll recognize. Here's a beautiful song that doesn't get a lot of airplay when it comes to oldies, but I thought I'd play it today. It's a singer by the name of Bobby Martin. This was her first big hit. What a terrific voice, huh? Bobby Martin, she also had another hit called For the Love of Him, you may remember. Neil Sedaka, who wrote so many songs in the 60s, and when the 70s rolled around, he was still thinking of uh, great songs, and this one, he said, in the middle of the night, just came to him. Just, songwriters are like that. All of a sudden, a medley comes in your head, and lyrics, and... This was called Laughter in the Rain. It was kind of his comeback song as well.
33: Strolling along country roads with my baby It starts to rain, it begins to pour Without an umbrella, we're soaked to the skin I feel a shiver run up my spine I feel the warmth of a hand
7: dacker in concert singing that song because you hear a little applause at the end I hear laughter in the rain <laughs> no I'm totally totally frightened now all right here we go close your
34: eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow I miss you You're right
7: Imagine if he sent all his loving to her and they broke up. He'd have no loving left. Just send a little at a time. Hey, how about Martha and the Vandellas? Do we have any Jimmy Max out there? Jimmy Max doing these days. He drives a Mack truck. So Martha and the Vandellas. So One of their big top 10 hits. This is a song that was originally done by Nat King Cole and Bobby Darren did a terrific version of it, made it a hit again. It's called Nature Boy. Nature may get a little sloppy this afternoon.
34: strange enchanted boy they say he wandered very far very far over land and sea a little shy and said of I but very wise
15: i sure.
7: Is a great song. and One of my dad's favorites, Nature Boy. And here's the original with Nat King Cole.
34: But very wise was he. And then one day,
15: a magic day, he passed my way.
34: And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return
7: Nick King Cole He was the first African-American man to have his own television show. Nat King Cole had the exact same birthday and year that my mom was born, and he was her favorite. Nat King Cole. Stu's lunchtime, oldie break, once in a while when I'm searching the vault, looking for something strange and unusual to play, I came up with this. We were talking about Mickey Mantle the other day. You know, Mickey Mantle was so popular. Everybody loved Mickey, even if you weren't from New York. And they had a song about Mickey Mantle, and here it is. (laughs) Teresa Brewer singing.
35: I love Mickey. Mickey who? You know who the fellow with the celebrated swing mickey mickey who you know who the one who drives me batty every spring if i don't make a hit with him my heart will break in two i wish that i could catch him and pitch a little woo i love mickey mickey who mickey you mickey me that's who Mickey who? You know who, his muscles are a mighty sight to see Oh, I love Mickey Mickey who? You know who, the one I want to steal right home with me Oh, I'd sacrifice most anything to win his many charms I'd like to be a fly ball and pop right in his arms Oh, I love Mickey Mickey who? Mickey
15: Who, me? Who, I love you. Not Yogi Berra. Who, I love
30: you. Mickey!
7: I thought I'd slip you a Mickey today on my lunchtime holy hour. That's amazing. Mickey Mantle is on that song with Teresa Brewer. We did love Mickey. All right, let's pick it up a little bit with Nancy and Lee here.
24: We
36: got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about... Jackson, ever since the fire went out, I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson town.
30: Well, go on down to Jackson. Go ahead and wreck your health. Hmm. Go play your hand, you big talking man. Yeah, yeah, go to Jackson But
36: go comb that hair I'm gonna snowball, Jackson
30: Go ahead and
36: see if I care When I breeze into that city People gonna stoop and bow (laughs) All them women gonna make me Teach them what they don't know how I'm going to Jackson You turn loose on my coat Cause I'm going to Jackson
30: Goodbye, that's all she wrote they laugh at you and Jackson I doubt it Can i be dancing on a pony keg They'll lead you round that town Like a scarlet hound With your tail tucked Between your legs Yeah, yeah, yeah Go to Jackson You big talking man And I'll be waiting there in Jackson Behind my J-pan plan
36: We got married in a fever Hotter than a pepper Jackson, sprout Jackson, We've been talking Jackson, about Jackson. jackson ever since the jackson. fire went out i go to jackson. Jackson. jackson and that's a natural fact jackson. Jackson. we're gone to jackson he ain't never coming back jackson. Jackson. Jackson.
12: Jackson.
36: we got married in a fever jackson. hotter than a pepper sprout jackson. We've been talking
7: about... Lee Hazelwood and uh, Nancy Sinatra, they were dating, and then they had some hits together. Hmm? That's the Jackson song that, of course, June and Johnny had a big hit with as well on the country charts. You know, we like to get it around on all of the different types of music. Stu Breyer with the WICH. Long time ago, Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs had a song called Stay and it didn't stay there because later on Jackson Brown did his version of it I'd like you to hear this one by Jackson Brown
12: people stay
7: There's a fun version of that song. "Stay as Jackson Brown uh, kind of messed around with his voice a little bit, sounded a little bit like Frankie Valley in that song too. Here's a little bit of the original. Won't you say you Maurice Williams and his version of Stay. Thanks for staying with us. You know know who's very underrated? Bobby V. I was looking at a list of the hit songs that he had. It was amazing. He was the guy who filled in on that Buddy Holly tour when Buddy lost his life in the plane crash. And he flew in and filled in for him. And he sounded a little bit like Buddy Holly. Here's one of the very first charted songs from Mr. Bobby V and he had about a dozen afterwards.
34: Someday you're gonna want me Someday you're gonna miss me Someday when I'm gone poor heart is gonna be dying someday when i'm gone from you you're gonna feel like a healthy child your poor heart will be running wild the days are
26: coming honey can't you
34: see you're gonna run right back I'm crying, your poor heart will be dying someday. Child, you're to be run wild. The days are coming, honey, can't you
12: see? You come run
34: right back to me someday. You're gonna want me someday. You're gonna miss me someday.
7: See A little bit of Buddy Holly in that voice, huh? Bobby V. with Mr. B. It's the lunchtime oldie fun. Hope you're having some fun with us. And the weather may be having some weirdness with us. WYCH weather. A wind advisory in effect for New London County from 4 this afternoon until 4 a.m. In case you're keeping score, gusts could reach 50 miles per hour near the shoreline. A coastal flood advisory in effect for the shoreline tonight through tomorrow morning. From meteorologist Scott Haney in the Channel 3 Early Morning Forecast Center. Cloudy snow developing this afternoon. Maybe a coating of up to three inches in the quiet corner. So make a lot of noise. It may not snow there. High 40. Tonight snow changes to a wintry mix and eventually rain. Breezy low 36. Lingering rain showers. Very early in the morning, partly sunny, 47. If you're looking ahead to Friday, sunny and 39. Right now, the sky looks pretty innocent, and we're looking at
6: 39 degrees. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing... Production or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now.
7: We could talk about Motown Records forever, but this is certainly one of the leading groups on Motown through the years. Here are the four tops. (laughs) you <laughs>
9: Best I could not deny So don't you even stop (laughs)
12: Get <laughs>
34: And so, do you, and I did not. And didn't I always teach good? And
12: I did not. I'm standing in the shadow of the love. I'm getting ready for the hardings to come. So the city standing in the shadow of the love. I'm the
7: best getting ready for the hardings to come. Four tops, million seller for them. They had a lot of those. Not too many shadow songs. Remember the song Me and My Shadow? Well, here's a shadow song that isn't that one, but it's uh, by Andy Gibb. It's called Shadow Dancing. See if you're shadow dancing, who gets to lead? I guess you do, right?
17: I was chasing your direction, I was telling you no lies, and I was loving you when the world Até I was doing you no harm and I was loving. You. Make it shine, make it bright. we yeah.
7: I just stepped on my shadow. Young Andy Gibb was uh, certainly one of the Gibb brothers. Didn't sing with the group a lot, but they backed him up on that particular song. So uh, where did Brenda Lee get the nickname of Little Miss Dynamite? She's 4'11", and when she was about 15 years old, she sang this song.
35: you're dynamite. Bubba doo, Bubba doo, Bubba doo, Bubba. Dynamite. you're dynamite, dynamite.
7: Dynamite, Miss Brenda Lee, one of her very first hit recordings. We've got a news break, and then anything goes next hour. We'll have some open lines, some interesting information to pass along to you, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich and 94.3 DB in Norwich. Yes, we're on FM2. 41
29: degrees now, and it's one o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Just hours after Germany agreed to send 14 Leopard A26 tanks to Ukraine, President Biden made a related announcement at the White House.
18: Today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives.
29: Germany had said the leopards would not be sent unless the U.S. put its Abrams on the table, not wanting to incur Russia's wrath without the U.S. similarly committing its own tanks. Meanwhile, Ukrainian forces say they've conducted an organized retreat from a town in the eastern region of Donbass, handing Kremlin's forces a rare but modest battlefield triumph. After a series of setbacks. Also at townhall.com, or winter storm weather. From the Midwest to New England today, areas could get six inches of snow and sleet. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy stands his ground against an aggressive reporter. Details from congressional correspondent Bernie Bennett.
14: Noting that California Democrats Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell were removed from the Intelligence Committee, a PBS reporter asked Speaker McCarthy how he could square those actions with allowing New York Republican George Santos to serve on House committees after being caught multiple lies.
9: Let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? in all respect.
14: But McCarthy brought up Schiff's push of the Russian collusion story as a reason for not allowing him back on the committee and cited Swalwell's alleged involvement with a Chinese spy. Bernie
9: Bennett, Washington.
29: And on Wall Street, the Dow is down 200 points and the Nasdaq losing 131. More at townhall.com.
20: Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495.
29: North Korea reported to have ordered a five-day lockdown in the capital Pyongyang because of what it calls a respiratory illness.
33: North Korea only declared its first outbreak of coronavirus in May last year, and within a few months it claimed to have eradicated it. Today's lockdown order, which has been seen by the North Korean monitoring service NK News, refers not to COVID, but to rising cases of respiratory illnesses. Today's notice bans residents from leaving their homes until Sunday night. We don't know how many people have caught or died of COVID in North Korea, partly because the authorities themselves don't know. They haven't developed a mass testing system.
29: BBC correspondent Jean McKenzie. Two months of protests continue in Peru. They want President Dina Boluarte to resign. Following the ouster of President Pedro Castillo, 56 people have died. Breaking news at townhall.com. Boeing reporting a loss of $634 million in its fourth quarter. The Arlington, Virginia-based company said it had a loss of $1.06 on a per-share basis. Losses adjusted for non-recurring gains came to $1.75 per share. The results did not meet Wall Street expectations. The average estimate of seven analysts surveyed by Zacks Investment Research was for earnings of five cents per share. The airplane builder posted revenue of $19.98 billion in the period, which topped street forecasts. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting Boeing shares have risen 11 percent since the beginning of the year, while the S&P 500's index has decreased 16 percent. The stock has increased nearly 4% in the last 12 months. Another check on Wall Street, the Dow is down 145 points and the Nasdaq losing 119. More on these stories at townhall.com. And welcome to the
7: Anything Goes portion of our program. The number, of course, is 889-5252. Got a lot of things to talk about. We had the Norwich Fire Chief on earlier today, and if you missed that, You can hear it later on on the podcast. We'll be posting it uh, about 3 o'clock or so. And you can get all the uh, questions that were asked and all the calls in. That'll be on our podcast. Just go to WICH.com and link on to Stu's podcast.
0: Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the
20: Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Okay, it's now official.
7: Welcome to the program.
11: Good afternoon to you, Mr. Stu. Hello, Larry. What do you think? What'd you have for lunch today? Tuna fish sandwich. Tuna fish, oh, you like tuna fish. Every time I you you're always saying you always talk about tuna fish. Yeah, I guess
7: now that you mention it, I probably do, huh?
11: Hmm. Yeah. Do you mix it with a lot of mayonnaise?
7: Mayonnaise, little tomato, the whole works. Oh, that's
11: good. Mm-hmm. Listen. The reason I'm calling you is this: uh, this baseball Hall of Fame. This is driving me nuts with these uh, baseball writers. Because uh, uh, what, 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 they always get it wrong. You know, the Hall of Fame is this week. Yes. Well, so they picked. Uh, they picked Rowan. Finally, they picked uh, so Scott Rowland. but yet they left out uh, uh, Kent. And this is his last year. Kent. This is his tenth year and his final year. You know how many votes you need. Uh, percentage wise, to get the Hall of Fame, right? You need 75% of the votes.
7: Okay, I wasn't sure of that. Okay, good. Yeah, Somebody, 75%, I know. Mm-hmm.
11: and you can only go in for 10 years. You can get nominated 10 years, and that's it. After the 10th year, you can't get nominated anymore. So, anyways, just compare a Kent with Rowan. Kent's statistics, all the way down the line, whether it's games, played, hits, average, you name it, uh, Kent is way ahead of Rowland. All right, now... Just let's take the hits, for example. I'm not sure who you... are. games. I'm not sure who you... Uh, Kent who, played 2,290 games compared to 2,000 for Rowan.
7: Larry, so, hold on. Larry, Larry, games. Larry. I, who are you referring to, Kent? I, I'm not sure I know who you mean.
11: Um, Jeff Kent. You don't remember
7: uh oh, Jeff Kent. Actually, I don't. No, I don't. I don't he remember. He played him. for... Uh, Houston, was it? No. I believe he played for San Francisco. Okay, you got me on that one. I'm not a... Yeah. Yeah,
11: yeah. he played for San... I'm pretty sure he played for San Francisco. But anyways, mm-hmm. I watched him here and there. I don't know too much about... He only got 46% of the vote, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty... Uh, here's another one. He had 24 career hits. 2,400 career hits. Compared to uh, Rowan... Who only had
7: two thousand career hits. Well it's it, uh, it, pretty
11: close, yeah. It, so he had all all his statistics were higher than, than uh a uh, Roland. And Roland only got I think Roland only got about seventy eight percent of the vote actually. You know, mm-hmm. you you need seventy five, so and talking you were talking about Mickey Mantle. Um uh, you know Mickey Mantle? only received, uh, when he got into the Hall of Fame, he only got 88% of the vote when he got in.
7: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I like to know the writers who didn't vote for him.
11: Yeah, that's what he got, 88%. Hmm. The only player that I can remember, or the last player I can remember, they got unanimous uh, 100% vote in there was uh, Rivera. Remember Rivera?
7: Sure, I remember him for sure, yeah.
11: Yeah, the pitcher for the Yankees? You mean people like uh, Willie Mays didn't? Mays, I'm not sure of. uh, I'm talking about most recent. Like like Rivera Mm -hmm. was the most recent that got, uh, you know, within the last 10, 15 years of uh, of voting. But I never liked the baseball writers um, because a lot of them got bones to pick with some of these players.
7: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. That happened with Ted Williams, I know. Mm -hmm.
11: Yeah, it's a political game. Everything you get today is political. And uh, baseball is no no different uh, than anything else. I just don't like the way they pick some people for the Hall of Fame and some others they don't. You know, they leave them out. So if uh, a writer,
7: you know, like a writer, and the baseball player does not want to give him an interview, uh, he'll get you when it's yeah. time to vote. Oh, they're
11: going to get you in the end. Which is yeah, weak.
7: That's it's weak. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Hmm. Just to just to show you, you had good ballplayers like Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield,
12: mm-hmm.
11: Alex Rodriguez. You know what Alex Rodriguez got for votes this year for All-of-Fame? Thirty-five percent.
7: Thirty-five percent? No.
11: Thirty-five percent, Alex Rodriguez. He was another one, you know, that didn't get along with the baseball writers.
7: Well, there's your answer. <laughs> yeah.
11: So, it, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm Like I said, uh, um, I'm glad Rowland got in. He was a hell of a third baseman.
7: Um, well, good. If uh, you know if he deserved it, I'm glad. That's good. Y- yeah.
11: So, anyways.
7: Anyway, the new and season's thing, coming. I'll
11: let you go on that. Uh, woman called you at the eleven o'clock hour. There. you just uh, you vote no, which I'm voting no. But you, you, you're voting, you're voting for your volunteer fire department. You know, if we didn't have uh, the five volunteer fire departments in Norwich, we'd be screwed with taxes, big time, big time. They, those guys do a fantastic job and we're so lucky to have them and uh, this was something that was thrown under the rug at them, kind of put did, did this whole thing, what Delusia did as a democrat on the city council, he diminished diminished the the uh, uh, ability of the volunteer fire department in other words they're, not, they're, they're substandard to the paid fire department there was no need for an ordinance. You don't make an ordinance for a fire department, okay?
7: Well, that's uh, uh, been an interesting uh, controversy for quite a long time, and
11: for folks yeah, that well, missed it, they can
7: get it on our podcast.
11: He's right. Uh, uh, Montoya's right when he said that it's not going to change anything. What it is going to change is that people can show that they stand up for the volunteer firemen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what this is going to show. And that Joe DeLucia is not a one-man team who, who can, thinks he can do uh, backdoor deals with the city manager and, and uh, the pay fire chief and not get the volunteer fire uh, people involved. That's the bottom line in the whole thing.
7: All right, Larry. Thanks for calling.
18: Okay, bye. See you
7: later. And on and on we go. Stu Breyer show. It's the Anything Goes portion. But so if you want to juggle on the program, that's okay, too. How do these jugglers do it? See these jugglers with uh, fire sticks? Ever? My God. How do you practice that? You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Oh,
19: where are you, KC?
7: Excuse me?
19: You're Stu. Okay. Mm. Um, The thing I wanted to say was um, I'm surprised you didn't play fire by the Ohio players.
7: Well, shucks, I didn't think of it.
19: Okay, so the other thing I wanted to say, uh, listening to the show, on both sides and whatnot, um, thinking as a whole, outside the box, I'm thinking Norwich Council, Norwich Council, uh, has been this, uh Dysfunctional for many years, so it doesn't matter what department is coming up with um, disagreements, and then you got the residents involved and whatnot. They have been dysfunctional for years, so here we go.
7: Well, listen, I I don't I don't agree with that.
19: Well, but I I That's I do, your opinion, and, and that's I'm, mine. An in mm-hmm. independent uh, thinker. And been living here for more than 40 years. What I see that goes on throughout the years, it's the same stuff, uh, different, uh, so to speak, fires pop up, so we gotta put them out. Um, it's just, uh, dysfunctional to me as a whole, uh, when I think about both sides, okay? council, whatever department comes up, the whole thing never moves forward. It's not improving the city of Norwich. That's my
4: opinion, Stu. All
7: right, thank you. All opinions are welcome on this program, including mine, Eight eight nine five two five two is the number.
13: WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and
29: 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM.
26: The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is back at The Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup, sponsored in part by the Seacore Auto Group. All communications and blueprints unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at The Guard in New London. One
7: thing I'm sure about with politics, no matter what you do, there's always going to be somebody that will disagree with it. So that's politics. That's life. You're on the air. Welcome.
18: Uh, good afternoon, Chief Montoya calling in. Hey, Chief. Uh,
7: Welcome uh, back.
18: Thank you. Thank you for having me on again this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, two callers ago, you had a gentleman, I believe his name was Larry, talk to you about the Baseball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and then and then commented on the vote, and, or the ordinance, rather. And the ordinance doesn't, uh, put the volunteers at a substandard level to the paid department. In fact, it kind of equalizes the playing field for, for both of us. Uh, we're on equal level in terms of response in and out, supporting each other. That's what the ordinance does. It doesn't make them less, uh, or us less, uh, you know, it, it just, yeah, in his baseball parlance, equalizes the playing field and uh, allows us to support each other in a, in a productive mm-hmm. way um,
7: Well I never met anybody that didn't appreciate the volunteers, I know that much
18: Yeah, no, and, and we're the same even as the, the paid fire chief you know, like I did on the show I, I acknowledge mm-hmm. the value the volunteers provide the city of Norwich and the town of Norwich and no one would dispute that and, and that's not what this is about and it kind of uh, irks me when I hear that that's what this is the focus of this is to pit paid and volunteer against each other and to you know de- denigrate them, it, that's not the case at all. You know, the, the focus is to, again, get help when help is needed as quickly as we can, uh, regardless of which direction that help is flowing.
7: All right, Chief, thank you for uh, checking in.
18: Right, thank you, sir. Have a great afternoon.
7: You too. I think Ron DeSantis would make a wonderful president. I've been following him, and he's come up with something that's uh, really interesting, He announced an unprecedented legislation to empower educators, protect teachers from overreaching school unions, and raise teachers' pay. Have you heard this? I think it's brilliant. Governor Ron DeSantis announced an unprecedented legislative proposal to create a Teacher's Bill of Rights... This is a huge package to increase teacher pay, support teacher empowerment, and protect teachers' paychecks by ensuring they have control over the hard-earned salary that they have. We want more transparency into how school unions operate. And we are going to fight against school union haggling that holds teachers and their salary increases hostage. Partisan groups should not be given special privileges. From day one, Governor Ron DeSantis has made it a mission to raise teacher pay and elevate educators in the classroom he has succeeded so we have the paycheck protection the governor's proposal will create more accountability and transparency for public sector unions including K12 teacher unions and higher education unions this proposal will require school unions to represent at least 60% of employees eligible for representation which is an increase over the current 50% threshold and allows state investigations into unions suspected of fraud, waste, and abuse. Additionally, the proposal will require annual audits and financial disclosures for unions. We'll have more on that because it's uh, pretty well written. WICH, welcome. Okay, we lost somebody there. And eight eight nine five two five two. if you want to get in. To further ensure that school boards are acting in the best interest of Florida's teachers and students, this proposal reduces term limits for school board members from 12 years to 8, seeks to make school board elections a partisan election. A joint resolution for the 2023 legislative session has already been filed by Senator Gruters and Representative Roach to begin this process. Just a little bit more on that, and I'll I'll tell you more after some calls. But other paycheck protections that would be enacted under the proposal include prohibit any union representing public employees from having its dues and assessments deducted by the public employee's employer. Require employees to submit a form acknowledging that Florida is a right-to-work state and union participation is optional. Require school unions to annually notify members of the cost of membership. How can you not like DeSantis? Well, I guess people can. Hi, you're on the air. Okay, let's go over here. WICH, good afternoon.
19: Oh, hi, Stu. What's up? Oh, you know, um, you know your gentleman friend from Maine? Yes. Okay. It's like, all right, well, you know, I wonder... If he's a friend of Malloy's, ex Governor Malloy, because Malloy runs all the colleges up there. Susan, all
7: he did was disagree with you. It's no big no, deal. No, no, huh? no, no,
19: no. I, I am saying who I think he is. Why he's keeping track of Connecticut. Well, I think he's, he's an affiliate of Malloy. He has
7: a house in Connecticut, for one thing.
19: Well, I, I don't know about that, but um, anyway, what I was going to say is you know, he doesn't believe the Bible okay Mm -hmm. all right here we go a.d. and okay we our calendar is a.d. and b.c. a.d. is after the death of christ b.c. is before christ that's our calendar in the year 1900 a.d. now we got easter jesus was real they have his tomb, and they have everything over there, people, pilgrimage over there to Israel. And we were taught to respect the, you know, Israel people because Jesus was Jewish. So it's like yeah, there's the, a whole bunch of stuff.
7: Susan, but he has a right not to believe that, doesn't he?
19: Oh, sure he does. But okay. don't go and you know. Our New England states, the 13 colonies, well, our New England states, were all settled, and you could not have a town without a church, and the churches were all on the Bible, the one the pilgrims brought over with them. First thing the Gutenberg press, printing press, did was make the Gutenberg Bible, and the first thing congress did when it was started after the revolution the first act of congress when george washington everyone was around they printed the bible so it's like for someone college people don't believe in the bible anyway are you kidding me college people are liberals
7: so they don't believe in the bible so what
19: it's not believing in the Bible. It is the Bible in our history.
7: There's a lot of things in our history that didn't turn out to be true. I'm not saying the Bible is that way, but come on, you know that.
19: Um, every, we have had wars. The Crusades were over that when, you know, they went from Europe to save Jerusalem from the autumn. Is it, it's like our whole world is, Good, evil, um, you know, religious versus non-religious. So I guess I'm religious. I guess he's good. not religious.
7: I respect uh, anybody who has a belief, no matter it's this or that, as long as they don't hurt anybody.
19: It Well, that's good. That's good. Except that archaeology proves out the Bible. There's biblical archaeology magazine digs going on all over Israel. And I see it with my own eyes.
7: Good. I mean, that's good. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just, uh, I don't If somebody doesn't
19: believe that, I don't care. Easter will go (laughs) away and Christmas will go away if I'm wrong. Okay. Because that's what it's built on. Jesus death.
7: I don't want either one to go away.
19: Okay. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, I just had to say that.
7: I'm glad. Thanks. Hello, WICH. You're on the air.
19: Lava stew,
23: yaba daba do.
7: Hey, Boston Benny, what's on your mind?
23: Oh, you know, it's something you, you said. Uh, but you know, before I, I respond to what you said, this country we live in has always had a lot going on, and, and I just think now that a lot that's going on. We're going to need somebody to be elected. You talked about what, who you thought might be a good candidate mm-hmm. for president. Or, I like him, or yes. President. Mm-hmm. I would have to think, personally, we we should look at someone that could bring this country together.
7: Right. I hope that uh, whoever it is who brings them together.
23: Yeah, well, see, but that's easier said than of done.
7: Of course, you got a lot of campaign promises, but... Uh, you Have I to see what happens.
23: A, we're we're going to need a new, new, new way of. Uh, somebody's going to have to maybe do something differently in the, in the, in campaigning for us. Yeah,
7: they I could say, be they could be honest and caring and uh, tough at the same time. The mm-hmm.
23: country's, like pulling apart. Yeah. No. We need it's serious. We, we need better people, people in Washington. The There's no doubt about it. Wreck it.
7: And we don't need uh, all this underhanded stuff going on that uh, we've been witnessing in the news every day. It's, so I'm going to put my honesty. Hmm? I'm
23: going to put my word in for uh, is not any woman, but a woman mm-hmm. who who could probably help bring the country together. And who there yeah, There's some women out there that can, wouldn't be able to do it. You know that. Is
7: there anyone in particular that you would choose?
23: Not right now. Okay, it's a blank.
7: Okay, well, uh, definitely there are women who are very capable.
23: There might be someone in Congress that I've overlooked.
7: Mm-hmm.
23: But I have to think about it, even though I brought the subject. Up. <laughs> it's okay, Ben. To ben think no problem. About it myself.
7: No problem. Thank you.
23: All right.
4: Have a good day.
7: You too. Hello. Welcome to the program.
4: Hey, good afternoon, Stu. Hey, you are coming in a little uh, low. I, I don't know if your volume is turning up on your end, but I you do sound a little low. I got my stereo on too, I'm gonna shut it down. I don't understand. I mean in... excuse me. Can you hear me okay? I
7: hear you fine, yes.
4: Okay, I can hear you now. All right, listen, a few <clears throat> things. First of all, that chief for our fire company, you're not a chief overnight. He went up through the ranks. He's still active chief. 31 years.
7: Well, he hasn't been chief for 31.
4: He has to work with the community. He has Mm -hmm. to work with everybody and the mother, okay? He's been a fireman 31 years. I think Mm -hmm. he's doing a fantastic job. There's no doubt. He wouldn't be a chief. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I liked what he said. And, you know, people can rebuttal and and dispute. One thing I love about your show that keeps me clung to your show. You know, you're open for uh, suggestions. You're honest. And you know what? Every opinion... Is welcome. There yeah. shouldn't be any rebuttals. I knew there was one going to come up from that guy Maine, and I knew okay, was we, can call a, we can have we can have rebuttals. Of all, six
12: hmm?
4: of our states in New England. That's it. Six, and I can name them. All six weren't part of the original thirteen colonies. First of all, so that was wrong. Okay, I guess I'm I'm disputing that. But you know what? uh. I love tuna fish sandwiches, by the way. I'm <laughs> I, glad you I, threw I, that I in. I had yeah. a roast beef sandwich today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, and DeSantis, I agree with you. I, I listened to him the other night, and uh, I think he's a great candidate. Uh, and he I, stands you
7: know, I, up against that uh, woke garbage. Huh? He stands up against that woke garbage, yes, once again, uh, in my yes. opinion.
4: Well, yeah, and there was another thing he was they were talking about. I don't know the whole story behind it, but there's something he's putting a stop to in high school, teaching American black history, not to cut it out of schools, but there's something going on with that, and that's a big thing to do down in Florida, but anyhow uh, yeah, I think he's a great candidate and Boston Benny, I didn't know he changed his name to uh, Fred Flintstone, no, I was just joking but no, it's been a great topic today and good talk and all, and I I like that guy up in Maine calling in and he can, he can read you loud and clear I think that's amazing still
7: it's wonderful what you can do.
4: It is, Stu. So anyhow, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just ran out of things to say. Okay. But I, I do listen all the time.
7: All right, Mr. Joe. Thanks. Uh, have a good day.
4: You too, my brother. See
7: ya. It's Mr. Joe. Open forum. We'll be right back.
0: The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield.
15: Rebound. Loose puck. Score. The Huskies win! The
0: Ice Bus rolls on. Shoot!
15: SCAR! F.C. Netter!
0: Closes the door!
15: Huskies are winning!
0: Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey.
9: Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5
16: FM WICH. Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Antic Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services please vote no on wednesday february 1st 2023
13: paid for by trust firefighter pack karen mankowski treasurer
7: it's 130 40 degrees i like the temperature around there you're on the air welcome
18: hi sue hi well i you know every town has its issues and, uh, I, I listened all day and heard the chief. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't live in that, in Norwich, but it sure sounds like he's a good man who has, uh, who has what a lot of towns would like somebody with his experience. Uh, so thumbs up to the chief mm-hmm. and, uh, anybody who's a volunteer or a paid fireman in my eyes is, uh, is the salt of the earth.
7: Oh my goodness, I guess they are. I don't know they, anybody that they, doesn't they feel do that way. They do
18: things that a lot of other people can't do, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you just have to tip your hat to those types of people. They're, hey, they're fantastic.
7: They're right. on call, they're on call, they could be at the prom and they gotta go, they're on call.
12: So
18: Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's, and there's a bunch of great people and great firemen in this country, and uh Sounds like Norwich has, uh, has many itself.
7: Mm-hmm. What town uh, do you live in, sir? Huh? What town do you live in?
18: I live in Grizzle. hmm Yeah. Oh. I, you know, I was walking outside earlier today, and I looked down on the ground, and there was a small, what looked like a small uh, silver ring. But I picked it up and mm-hmm. looked at it a little closer, and it turned out to be a, a, a band that was put on a bird by oh. the U.S. government. Interesting. And so there's a number on there, and I, there's a number to call, and uh, a website to go to, and uh, like the registration number, if you will. So it turned out that uh, the bird was tagged back in, 19, in 2013, 10 years ago, uh-huh. in Rhode Island. And the, the tag I found was not attached to the bird. But I said, my goodness, government is uh, is keeping pretty good track of birds, can't seem to keep good track of the people who are coming into the country
7: all right, well, that's an interesting little discovery you had there sir
18: yeah I, I if I had one more second here sure uh anybody who is and I hear quite a bit of conversation of late uh about China back and forth, people are throwing out things they hear or read uh and I can only say that recently I started to subscribe to the epic times mm-hmm and for anyone out there who's interested in China, inter, you know, really in like the news of China uh, today, that is the paper to get. Uh, as you, know, you get the pay, not necessarily paper, but you can su- su- subscribe to the website and get uh, very good, up to date information about what's going on in China in, in many different respects. A lot of it's COVID over there related to. Oh right yeah, now.
7: big time. Yeah, again. Yeah. yeah.
18: The other thing, the other thing, Stu, is that I'm gonna, uh, ask again for all those, uh, all those voters in the town of Griswold to, uh, vote on Wednesday of next week, February 1st, uh, at the referendum, uh, and to vote your, your mind and your pocketbook regarding a four million dollar proposal to spend, uh, our money on a artificial field at the high school mm-hmm. and once again uh, the website public schools sp- public dot school com will give you uh, the information that will make sense when you vote no and that has to do with the proficiency tests for math and reading uh, and it's uh, it will show you where we really need to put some money uh, Grizzle is uh, is below proficiency levels in many uh, in in the schools in many respects, and money needs to be spent to help those students who need to get up there to that right. proficiency level. I hope the and, uh,
7: voters check out check that out.
18: Yeah, check check it out. It's re- really a very mm-hmm. great resource of statistics that are up to date. And uh, vote no on on Wednesday next week.
7: All right, sir. Good to hear from you. Thank you.
18: You're
7: back. Hello, WICH, you're on the air. Is that me, too? That's you. You and I are on together, yes.
18: Oh, what a thrill. Uh,
7: <laughs> I hope it made your day.
18: It. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, well, that says a lot about me. Um,
7: so, uh, I'm not hearing you too good, so let's see what we can do here.
18: Really? Okay. Okay. Better?
7: Yeah. Okay.
18: Uh, Yeah. um, First of all, my my favorite thing uh, in Congress and uh, the House and the Senate. Let's eliminate the aisle. Uh, Next to each other.
7: Everybody likes that. Everybody likes getting rid of the aisle. On this show. What amazing
18: things would happen? Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, whatever happened in this. uh, What's this guy's name? Santos. That the. Desantis.
7: from uh, Florida, from Florida.
18: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the uh, the congressman that lied.
7: Oh, the li- the lying congressman. Yeah. Santos. Yeah. Santos. Mm-hmm. Right.
18: Unless they do something about this guy, and and, and self police him, and get him out by themselves, um, what they're doing is uh, giving any con man or professional liar a license to. Uh, into
7: uh... well, Listen, lying is not new when it comes to politics, but uh, this guy is really over the top
18: Right No, I mean, obviously lying is not new, but uh, um, they just got another word for it mm-hmm. But uh, if they don't do something any con man that is as good as he is at conning, uh, is going to be running this country. And, uh you know, half of them are, but <laughs> as blatant as this guy. Uh, it, it, and, and, you know, if they're afraid of losing a seat, well, uh, they can lose the country. But they don't see it that way.
7: Well, they're going to have to keep a good eye on him. I'm sure they will. They better.
18: I mean, they gave this guy uh, uh, a committee and... uh Treating him like uh, nothing's wrong, uh, it's it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely, well,
7: they should probably give him a good psychiatrist for starters, maybe that would help.
23: Yeah, well, he's kind his way, (laughs)
18: uh, but uh, no, I I just wanted to mention, unfortunately, I missed the fireman, uh, Mm the fire chief, and uh. Uh, I tried to read a couple of articles on this, and uh, I'm I'm just as confused uh, (laughs) coming out of the article as going in.
0: But the bottom line...
7: uh, Well, you're cutting out a little bit, so I'm going to have to go. It's cutting out. I I don't know why, but...
18: The uh, the fire chiefs know what they're doing. Vote with the fire chiefs. That's my opinion.
7: All right. Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you. Hi. Welcome to the program.
18: Voice of Reason here.
7: Hey, the Voice of Reason. What you got? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too, to you. In a while. Hope it's a reasonable year.
18: I hope so. Hey, listen, when the chief was on this morning, a lady called up about when do you vote yes or when do you vote no, and when does yes mean yes or when does yes mean no, and the answer to that question has to do with how the ordinance was written and to get clarification, they probably should call the town clerk's office or the city clerk to get that uh, clarification. So depending upon whether or not somebody's looking to push it to get passed, they'll word it so that you have to vote yes to to have it uh, shot down or or vote no to have it passed. So that's the simplest uh, explanation for how it's written.
7: All right, my friend.
18: Did that confuse you?
7: There's a great, uh, for those that had the uh, Friday, January 20th, 20th bulletin, it really explains it as, I guess, as well as you can explain it. But that was Friday's paper. I don't know how many people might have saved it. But
18: yeah. yeah, usually what happens is if there are people that are really for something or opposed to something, mm-hmm. they will get out on the day of the vote uh, and hold their signs up: vote no or vote yes. All right, sir. It can be confusing.
7: <laughs> I Believe me, I know.
18: <laughs> All right. Good take, talking to you, Stu.
7: Take care of yourself. All right. Hello, you're on the air.
21: Good afternoon, Hello.
7: Hi there.
21: Hey, I just want I I wished I, I was busy, so I missed it. I really wanted to hear the chief speak in the fire department. hmm But what I wanted to say pertaining to that is now that I missed it, but I... Uh, I just wanted to say that I think they do a fabulous job. I think they get very little praise for what they do, and I think that they are our our heroes. I mean, they, they go without meals. I've seen them sit and try to have a meal. A call comes in or an ambulance person or something, an EMT, boom. They don't even get to eat. They don't get anything. They get to spend no time on the holidays with their families or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way they've been doing it without ordinances in the city is the right way to go. I don't think they should step in and tell them that they're not doing their job or to have all these other companies come in for needlessly because while they're doing that, if they pull that, then what if there a is two emergencies? They've had calls in the last five minutes apart. Then how are they going to get to the other calls if they have so many people out for nothing? They're already run ragged, you know?
7: Right. Well, I'm sorry you missed it, but uh, I don't know if you ever go online. We have a podcast that will have the whole thing on there. But, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, okay. And, um, I'm glad you gave me some of your feedback.
21: But they are our heroes, <laughs> and uh, people don't realize just how great of people they really are. They're the only people I have faith in mankind the left. They, they're they selfless. They are not selfish. They're the most selfish people well, if, if people, people
7: if there are people who don't understand that, uh, they must be from another planet, because <laughs> these, these people are great.
21: They are. They're wonderful. I just wanted to say that if they were listening, any of them. Thank you for your...
7: Services. Thank You're you for welcome.
21: your call.
18: We appreciate
7: you all. all Thank right. you. Hello, WICH. Welcome to the program.
18: Hello, Stu. How do you do?
7: Good. How do you do?
18: French fry here.
7: Hey, French fry, what's cooking? <laughs>
18: <laughs> Not much. I was a volunteer fireman for just about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we had what they call, what I'm sure it's still called that, a mutual aid system. When we got to the uh, scene of the accident or the fire or whatever emergency it was, the person in charge would assess the situation and if he needed more help, he would ask for it. And mutual aid from another town would come in, whether it be Franklin or Lisbon or Ockham, uh, depending on what you needed. Um, So I kind of agree with Larry. Vote no. I don't live in town. I don't have a horse in the race, but they've had the same system. in place for years, and it worked well. I don't know what the big deal is, but I really don't.
7: Yeah, I, I understand why you would feel that way. Believe me.
18: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, with, we ran an ambulance service as well, and it got to the point where we got dispatched to a call, and an American ambulance would show up, and we, we never called them. We didn't need them, but they showed up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't make sense. It was a waste of uh, personnel and a waste of manpower. Uh, if you automatically send someone and you get there and you don't need them it's just a waste of time But uh, and the other thing uh, if I had to pick a lady president to run for president it'd be that Nikki Haley
7: yeah I like Nikki Haley too uh, yeah. very much I, I think she would make a good president and a very good vice president so I hope she's yeah, in the or, mix
18: yeah, or a good running mate for Donald when he runs
7: <laughs> well, he's running. Uh, whether he's going to win in the primary, we don't know yet. But uh, I don't know. We'll I don't see. Know.
18: And I got one more thing. Yes, sir. It, it's for the people of the town of Sprague, which mm-hmm. includes Baltic, Versailles, and Hanover. Mm-hmm. I would be very concerned about your party department in that town. There's some kind of uh, inside strife going on where nine members quit. And most of those members were very instrumental in in, uh, manning the ambulance and the fire uh, apparatus during the daytime hours. Now they're relying on Lisbon to cover their calls. And a close friend of mine's mom, who lives on the Scotland-Baltic line, needed an ambulance, and they waited over 20 minutes for that ambulance to get there, and it came from Lisbon. And I, I know the Lisbon people are very competent, very able, capable, but the people in, in the town of Sprague shouldn't have not have to rely on another town for the initial ambulance response for their loved ones. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, they better get themselves a good lawyer because it's going to happen, and it's been happening over and over and
7: over well, again. Well, I don't understand that for sure. I know we know every minute counts in those situations. So. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard to understand that
18: yeah well they don't they say they don't have the daytime personnel to get the ambulance out of the building mm-hmm. and I can understand that, but they lost nine members because of some internal internal politics going on and uh, some real capable people that I know personally when I was in that particular fire department um, just quit uh, they just up and quit.
7: Well, that's too Deputy bad. The
18: chief it was involved, and there was eight other people that were all EMTs, medical people. And, but the people at Thomas Sprague better wake up and find out what the heck's going on over there. But,
7: well, thank you for well, that.
18: All I got to say, kid.
7: All right, French Fry, good to hear from you.
18: All right, buddy. Have a good afternoon. See ya.
7: That's his nickname, in case you're wondering. He got it when he was very young. And Hi, you're on the air. Welcome. <phone rings> Ooh, I love that sound. Beep, 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 beep. Give me a chance to
3: um, do the little weather break here. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Snow this afternoon, a coating for most of us, but up to three inches in Wyndham County, where there's a winter weather advisory, a high today of a breezy 40. The snow will change to a wintry mix tonight and then eventually rain, low 36 Lingering rain showers will end very early tomorrow morning. It'll be partly sunny and windy tomorrow with a high of 47. Mostly sunny Friday up to 39. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. It's
7: 39 degrees. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, how are you? Hi, what's up? What's up? I know before I said, um, I was talking about the the gun proposals. And in today's new one, or yesterday's new London Day, I think it's yesterday. No, it's today's. Mm-hmm. Um, State Representative Greg Howard from Stonington um, talked about the rate at which gun related offenses are either dismissed or not prosecuted as astonishing. There's an example he listed that the, in statistics compiled by the Office of Legislative Research, shows that 90% 90 people statewide were charged with the illegal transfer or purchase of a pistol pistol or revolver in 2021. Mm-hmm. More than 93% of those cases were dismissed or nullied or not prosecuted.
7: Gee, we're pretty stupid, aren't we?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, why are we passing gun laws if they're not prosecuted?
12: Mm-hmm.
2: You can have all of the gun laws in the world and if they don't prosecute them or, you know, dismiss them, it doesn't matter.
7: Well, maybe it's, we need to put money into new jails or something.
2: Oh, they're going to close the prison. Mm hmm. That's, that's the other thing. Um, by the way, Biden, um, the White House brief said they're going to be sending 31 tanks to Ukraine. Yes. hmm. So, anyway, have a great day.
7: Uh, you too. Have a wonderful oh. day. Have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Will you be my neighbor? Mm Mm-hmm. But please, not too much noise. Forty degrees. Do you know your neighbor's name? Maybe introduce yourself. Boy, there's so many things to talk about. I even have some information on what's favorite colors from some states. (laughs) Some states have favorite colors. I will tell you something very important, and that is Giving the lion's share of life and join the Pride Give Blood. Blood Drive in Lisbon Senior Center is coming up Wednesday, February the 1st, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The community room is 11 Newant Road in Lisbon. God bless the people who donate blood, and you have a chance to be involved in a Lisbon Blood Drive Community Room, 11 Newent Road in Lisbon. Wednesday, February 1st, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., sponsored by the Lisbon Continental Lions Club. Call 1 800 Red Cross. 1 800 733 2767. To get that number, if you missed it, you can always call me back. It's 1 800 733 2767. Or visit RedCrossBlood.org and enter. Schedule an appointment. Hmm? So keep in mind that's going to be coming up on February 1st, which falls on a Wednesday. Okay. And then Cupid will be flying and the groundhog will be shadowing. You know, the usual February stuff. And, of course, there's a few presidents celebrating their birthday. Everything happens in February, sort of. All right, Stu is with you. We have one open line for the first time this hour. If you want to get in with your point of view on any subject, you are welcome to do that.
9: This is Nick Kaplanson of Dime Bank. Are you looking for the perfect New Year's resolution? Discover what makes community banking better at Dime with 14 locations throughout Connecticut and Westerly, Rhode Island, including our newest branch in Vernon, Connecticut. If you're suffering from the big bank blues that place profits and shareholders first, Dime is welcoming new customers who've had enough. It's your choice. Your bank. Your Dime.
19: Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC. Now open in
7: Vernon, so still 2 WICH. Hello. Hey, Stu, I'm at the
27: beach in Rhode Island.
7: Are you really at the beach waiting for some snow? Are you? Uh,
27: well, I when I drove to the gas station, I thought, oh my god! In, you know, I thought Rhode Island gas is cheaper than Connecticut, and they've just opened a new gas station in North Stonington, at 319. And
7: well, thought, that's pretty oh, good because yeah. a lot of the gas stations have risen well, there. I, uh,
27: I didn't get it there. I went to West. Rhode Island, and it was 3:44. I thought, mm-hmm. oops, I made a little mistake. Hey, the water is gray, and the sky is blue, but the sun—it looks like a a snow sun.
7: Oh, really? Oh. snow I think sun. we're going to
27: get it a little bit. The
7: water is great. The sky is blue, and you're listening to Stu.
27: And there's no uh, no big waves. It's really calm out here.
7: Well, later on, it's supposed to get extremely windy. I hope we're wrong.
27: Oh, I haven't been to the beach for weeks i mm-hmm. <laughs> I've missed it
7: so but are you sitting crazy. on the are you sitting on the beach you're in the car looking at the what are you doing <laughs> I'm
27: sitting in the car looking at the beach there's little oh like can overlook here
7: mm mm-hmm.
27: uh right near Misswamica, and I thought it's low tide. I could see the the pocket stuff I used to pick it when we were kids. you go on the beach and get this off of the, rock, I
7: the I think I know top. where you are. People usually park their car and check out the water. There is that where right, you are. You're right. Uh huh. Is there anybody else there but you?
27: No, I, I'm alone in the car, but there's six other cars. Oh, there were
7: six other cars. Yeah, I meant, I meant that. Yeah. Everybody
27: wanted to check it, and I saw a lot of birds when I went by a little pond, and they're black with a big white patch. I don't know if they're or what. And mm-hmm. I thought it's nice to talk about something except. Politics.
7: <laughs> yes, sometimes politics is for the birds, right?
27: Right, it's for the bird. You're right. <laughs> Wish it would fly the coop.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to hear from you down at the beach.
27: Yeah, yeah. I'll say hi to the gulf for you. Hmm. I remember you used to bring stuffed grape leaves. We were talking about tuna fish sandwich. Hmm. And somebody took your lunch out of the refrigerator.
7: Oh, yeah, somebody,
18: got indigestion. <laughs>
7: somebody clipped my lunch out of there. I guess it looks so good that uh, they might have thought it was their own lunch or they're just <laughs> kleptomaniac lunch people. Yeah.
27: Well, anyway, you have a great afternoon and enjoy getting home before the snow.
7: All right, dear. Take care of yourself.
27: Okay, you too. Have
7: a good night. Thank you. Hey, here's an interesting story. They just keep on coming. Eight-year-old gives up $61 million... To become a nun. Fortune magazine says an eight-year-old diamond heir from India has waived her fortune and inheritance in order to become a child nun. Do they have child nuns? I didn't know that. Sengvi's family owns a diamond manufacturing company that is worth $61 million. Devanshi shaved her head, gave away all of her clothing, and is now living in a monastery. A family friend tells BBC that she can no longer stay at home. Her parents are no longer her parents. She is a nun. A Jane nun's life is really austere. She will now have to walk everywhere. She can never take any kind of transport. She'll sleep on a white sheet on the floor and cannot eat after sundown. And it's an 8-year-old. My goodness. Well, to each his own. What else do we have that's a little unusual today? They say sniffing rose oil at work reduces stress. The Daily Mail says a new study by Iranian scientists reveals that sniffing rose oil at work reduces stress and improves mental well-being. Researchers from the University of Medical Sciences had nurses sniff rose oil and sesame oil. The nurses were then asked to rate their stress levels. The nurses that sniffed rose oil were less stressed. Maybe you should check with your doctor first. I don't know, just sniffing rose oil. I guess it smells pretty nice, huh? Let's see what else uh, before we wrap things up today. Are you a good rapper? The newspaper Oreo, Oreo is launching a new cookie. There's some good news. I mean, don't lose the old cookies, because we love the Oreos, but they have now uh, gotten into a new cookie. The cookie has more cream than ever and is infused with bits of cookies and cream. Oh, how sweet it is. It will hit the stores on January 30th. We'll all be waiting in line for that. Mmm. Oh, yes, the old cookie will still be around. And uh, here's a sad story about a dog. The Daily Mail says a 32-year-old Wichita, Kansas man was recently killed by his dog during a hunting trip. The man was found deceased. The front seat of his car just north of the Oklahoma border, the police released a statement saying a canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped on the rifle, causing the weapon to discharge. Wow. Woof. Fired round struck the passenger who died of injuries at the scene. Hmm. Hey, we think our grocery prices are high. Check out this. The Daily Mail says grocery prices are skyrocketing in Hawaii because food has to be imported from the mainland. Milk costs nine forty nine a gallon. Ranch dressing is fifteen fifty nine a bottle. I think I'll leave that ranch alone. Bread costs eight forty nine a loaf, this is Hawaii. A container of blueberries is cost six forty nine, that's about the same here. A box of cocoa pebbles is nine dollars. Orange juice is seven. A dozen eggs is seven eighty nine. That's not too far from what we're doing today, and a pack of bacon costs ten ninety nine. If you're in Hawaii, bring a little extra money for the milk so that's a little bit of this and that I guess we'll kind of close things up today thanks for all the calls, very interesting calls and our guest, the uh, Norwich Fire Chief we are planning on a guest tomorrow in the afternoon on uh, the criminal situation in this country these days and what is causing it with young people Uh, all I can tell you is this guest should be extraordinary at least that's what I'm reading about and um, so we hope to give you a very interesting interview that you can take part of. So that'll be tomorrow on our program, WICH-AM and FM. In the meantime, I will close it out with uh, a tune here, something to hopefully put you in a good mood for the day. And uh, keep in mind that it's a little deceiving with the weather right now. It could get a little, as we used to say as kids, icky. (laughs) Nobody uses that word anymore, but uh, I do. Right now it is 39 degrees, and uh, we should get high winds a little bit later on. Here's a good sing-along to take you to 2 o'clock.
15: You can dance, every dance with the guy who gives you the eye to let him hold you tight. You can smile, every smile for the man who held your hand, need the propel more light. But don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, say the last dance for me. Oh, I know. Oh, I
8: know
15: that the music's fine, like sparkling wine. Go and have your fun. Oh, I know. Laugh and sing. Yes, I know. But while we're hard don't give your heart to anyone. But don't forget who's taking you home And in whose arms you're gonna be So darling, say the last dance for me Mm. Mm. Baby, don't you know I love you so Can't you feel it when we touch I will never, never let you go
7: And don't forget to save uh, 10 to 2 for me tomorrow on WICH AM 1310 in Norwich, 94.5 FM, W233 DB. Please, everybody, be kind.